Well, it is episode 17, The Prodigal Son Returns. That's right, Kelby May, the person that no one really knew who he was anyway. He's back on the show. It's so exciting. We're, we just wrapped week eight. We're going into week nine. LCS is like skidding to a stop in a little bit as we head into playoffs. There's so much to talk about. And guess what? Tonight, it's all about you guys. It usually is, but it's even more about you guys because we're just here to talk to you, to hear what you want to say, all that and more starting in just a second. Hotline League is brought to you by Omen by HP. Well, here we are. We're back. Kelby and Mark, who can now officially talk because I've finished the intro. Mark Zimmerman, my constant co-host of the show. How's it going, Mark? It was great until I ran into you on Sawtell two nights ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean I had left the country for a little bit and then... You left the country? Yes. Oh, that's I, right. You told me you ran, you ran away to, what was it, Vancouver or yeah, Toronto? Yeah. Vancouver. Because you hated your life. Yeah, exactly. This this cherished life. There's just too many angry Twitch comments, I think. <laughs> they all got to me. Oh, the the one where you had a 50-50 ratio on the video? That yeah, one that one. Well, that's on YouTube. YouTube channel. That's, yeah. We've recovered. Uh, okay. I, I've left. I've gone to Vancouver. I'm good. Uh, I, but, uh, yeah, how, how's your week been? I'm uh, it's going. <laughs> it's, Jeez. Is it ever not going for you, Mark? You know, I don't think I haven't had a week go by yet. You haven't had a week go by yet? Yeah. They it's always, always go by? by? That's yeah. good. I mean, that's that's what you want. I guess I'd be dead if I didn't know it was going by. Yeah, yeah. Or in a coma. Or, yeah, in a coma. And then a lot of weeks would have gone by real quick. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're glad that you're conscious and on the show with us, Mark, and Really helps facilitate the production whenever you're alive. <laughs> Kelby May, <laughs> Kelby makes making his triumphant return. He's looking extra pink today. I don't, I don't know if the brightness on the the light near him is a little strong. I'm not sure, but welcome back, Kelby. It's good to be back, man. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you guys and some fans about league, especially since I get to come in at the very exciting part. Yeah. Well, right now you look like a character from. Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's. Why are you so pink? Why, I feel like it, I don't know. I just haven't here. That's helping. An open window. Yeah, yeah. There. That's probably good. Did you have like pink on the other window? I don't know. No, no. I just didn't have the other monitor like displaying anything bright. Okay. Well, yeah. either way, there's so much to talk about. Uh, Kelby, what have you been up to? Because it's been a bit. Uh. I just been working, chilling, playing a lot of games. Um, PUBG, Dota, Rainbow Six Siege. Now I got into Siege really heavy recently, um, and I have a new shout out for the end of the show. Okay, well, it's not going to be a chain smoker shout out this week. Everyone on the East Coast, everybody staying awake at the crack of dawn in Europe, they're going to stick around for the next two hours <laughs> to find out what your shout out is. I'm sure people yeah, yeah. can't wait. All right. I'm excited for this week, though, because we're actually going to talk about games. Yeah. Right? Yes. Right? So tell me there's not so, some surprise guest. Yeah. Like, surprise guest. We actually here. have the CEO of, I, I was going to, Omen by HP. We're just going to talk about Omen by HP oh, stuff God. on the show today. No. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the games. And Mark, I know that's what you like to talk about. Uh, is yeah. there anything else? Like, okay, so right now as we film this. Sneaky is dressed up as <laughs> Elementalist Lux. You told me not to bring it up. I know, I know, but and then you, you know, bring it up. People he can have to it save on. It for himself. They're not. They're not no. watching that stream for the gameplay. They can mute it and, and listen to this and watch that. Uh, but I think that's um, 
You know, it's nice. It's nice to see that in League of Legends. Would you have any thoughts, Mark? No. Uh, <laughs> I've been around my fair share of... Elementalist uh, cross. Uh, I was going to say cross-dressing recently. Uh, just like with the offline TV stuff, we've had a number of videos where people have wigs on and stuff recently. So yeah, it doesn't even phase me at this point. Yeah. My only problem is I, it's like it's everywhere on Twitter right now. Like I, there's got to be something else going on today. And all I see is fucking sneaky. Yeah. Uh, just now, uh, Corey Lulu has a solution for for this show uh, and how we're going to be able to compete. He just linked it here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it in on the screen. This is, I guess, what the show should look like. Actually, for some reason, the image isn't resized, but you guys get the point. We'll just make it like this. No, yeah, I um, think there's probably some rules against streaming, restreaming content. Yeah, we just take his webcam box and drop it into my my window. It'll be good. No, I mean, so it's funny because we haven't been talking too much about the games and the and the weeks and all that stuff, um, any of the, the hot topics, but it kind of feels like it's been a bit, uh, obviously there's a lot to talk about with games. We're going to get to that in a second, but it does feel like that all's quiet on the Western front. There hasn't been too much drama or any kind of weird stuff been going on, Mark. I mean, I, I don't know. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I thought you were going to say by all quiet on the Western front, stuff's not happening with games, but in terms of drama... Yeah, there doesn't really seem to be that much. The only thing I can think of is maybe some of the the alt stream stuff. Oh, was that dramatic? No, it wasn't dramatic. It was like I don't know if you saw, but like um, like Reddit's interpretation of what Steve was saying was pretty funny. Where they're just like, "Oh God, Kane." Oh, was he? He was he was criticizing because he coach? was he was on the alt stream and he yeah, was like, yeah. "Why the fuck are we picking Varus?" and like. Mm. Uh, all that stuff. So, oh, so, so Steve is on the alt stream criticizing his own team's decision making. Yeah, it was, it was funny. It was more funny than serious, I think. Oh, okay, okay. So he was just trolling. It's good because I, I mean, I, he was, he was, he was, he was like not trolling, like, haha, just kidding. But I think he was kind of annoyed at the draft or whatever. But yeah, I, I don't think Reddit was like being serious about it. I think everyone was just laughing at Steve, like groaning because they lost pretty badly to TSM. Yeah. That's just, you don't want Steve, like Steve, I feel like has take, taken so many hits over the years from Andy and Jack and all those guys. So to make him like, I mean, obviously this was not Riot's conspiracy, but having him on the alt stream while his team is just slowly getting brutalized by TSM in front of his eyes is probably probably a pretty brutal situation for him. Especially like he got him once in week one. It's like, yes. Yeah. And just like slowly TSM gets better and slowly TL goes from like one to two to three to four to five, six. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, really quickly, by the way, shout out to Bloods Point in the Twitch chat who says, met you on Saturday, told you my wife and I watch your show when we relax at night. So here we are enjoying your show again. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you, Bloods Point. Um, but back to Steve, I'm on, I'm actually going to South by South by Southwest this week and I'm doing a, what? With Steve? Yeah. So Steve, I, I am doing like a talk with Steve and then also talk with Sam from Fanatic two different days. And so uh, that's funny. I'll, I'll give him shit for that uh, ahead of our, our chat. And it'll just make it super tense and awkward. Yeah. It'll be great. That's how you do it. Yeah. Anything else that we're missing? Anything else we need to talk about? I'm trying to remember if there's any drama really going on around the teams. I don't think I know of any that was public. <laughs> do you know Jeez. of any that was private? Wow. Yeah. That's some funny stuff. By the way, Kaisa got announced, uh, and we never really talked about that. And now she's out. Because she's not. 
she's not going to be played in playoffs. She's banned the whole. You won't see her till MSI. Is oh, really? She's banned until MSI. Yep. Damn. Damn son, that's crazy. Okay, well that makes her irrelevant. <laughs> Viet- <laughs> yeah, sorry. Vietnam is now an independent competitive region. We didn't talk, touch on that. That happened a couple of weeks ago, um, and that's kind of cool because Gigabyte Marines are awesome, and I feel like people just figured out a way to get them uh, into every well, competitive event. Their their player base is fucking massive too. Yeah. So I think that's that's the bigger reason. Is like, well, their best team looked decent, and they have a huge ass player base. So. Yeah. There you go. People keep saying LCK drama. I'm not sure what they're referencing. Do you? Does anyone know? I assume all the SKT stuff or whatever, though. That's kind of dated. Either way, let's just get into calls. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So if you guys have not watched the show before, the way this works is we have a Discord called Hotline Link. I'll be posting it in the Twitch chat right now. And you're going to want to join that Discord. Um, and... Uh, you will have to join the general voice channel or general two, and then you're going to post your takes in the general text channel. And the reason we want takes instead of questions or, you know, I want to talk about team liquid, blah, 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 blah. Ideally you say like team liquid's fine or team Liquid's not going to make playoffs or they will make playoffs and get smashed in the first round. So, so give us more what you're thinking. So when I bring you on, I know what you're going to say or what you're really thinking about. Uh, so with that said, I can begin polling people. If Travis has, his little sub sellout. Oh yeah, my sub sellout thing. Um, if you are a sub, there's a sub chat channel that you can hang out in, and uh, you can put your question in there. Mark and I keep an eye on that, and uh, so it gives you a little bit of an advantage of getting picked. But if you've got a bad topic or something we can't really talk about, you know, obviously that's not going to end up working out for you. But yeah. Kelby, do you have anything you want to add? You've been very quiet. Are you still wrapping up your Rainbow Six Siege game? I'm chill. No, no, no. I'm just waiting for the calls. Okay. Actually, here's... Kelby, you can talk to me a little bit about this while while Mark yeah. rambles and stuff. And I'm actually kind of curious about Mark's thoughts on this. Uh, I'm listening while not listening. Is this little game called Fortnite... Oh, yeah. ...going to kill League of Legends? Absolutely not. Wait, uh, Really? Yeah, well, I mean, like, what do you mean kill League of Legends? Yeah, I guess that's what my question was going to be. Yeah, I just wonder how... So one of the things that... Okay, I'm, I'm not trying to be dramatic. Ninja has more viewers than the LCS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ninja does really, have more viewers than the LCS. I had a really good meme about that this week. No, but uh, one, of, I missed it. one of the things I just, that... I, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, go for it. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say that I put it in our chat for you to post, but nobody posted it. Okay. Well... I think I'm the only reason I bring this up is I think I cannot think of a time other than when a game comes out for the first time, like probably mm-hmm. like when D3 came out or excuse me, like sometimes like when a WoW expansion comes out that some, something really big that just consistently overtakes League of Legends on like the Twitch following page for a long time. And I feel like this game is doing that, but it's not like some epic single player game. It's not like some game that I feel like you play for a little bit and you kind of get over I I am just wondering, and again, like I don't think League always needs to be number one, and I'm not trying to be doom and gloom or whatever, but I do. It is an interesting thing to me here. Like people all thought that Overwatch was going to do this. I I didn't think that, but I do think Fortnite could actually maybe overtake League if the esports stuff gets handled correctly. So, here's my take on it: is that uh, 
ultimately league success is just really based on its viewership like and you have to say it's well, viewership or player base you mean as an, as an esport it's viewership oh yeah 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 uh sorry i should have clarified that um but yeah so then do you think that fortnite is drawing away viewers from lcs i don't really think so i don't think that lcs's viewership is being impacted by ninja streaming or not it's i think that even within the battle royale space i think that fortnite and PUBG can both exist successfully because i view it kind of as analogous to league and dota where they're both such separate games that you will have people who are naturally more drawn to one than the other but i mean league if if lee even if fortnite has better viewership if league's viewership is doing well and continuing to grow does anybody care that fortnite is doing better i mean not really unless no. you think that it's hampering your viewership of your title and it's taking away sponsorships from your space you know yeah. i think we have yet to see um battle royale esports done correctly yet yeah. like we've seen some cool examples where it's like oh my god hundred man arenas and like it looks cool but like no one's actually like putting out a real product yeah um so i don't think the esports space should be worried about that in general let alone the fact that it hasn't even like started really happening yet um, yeah i think battle royales are tough to do man it's hard yeah, I, don't, I don't really know how you make it like they, they can't even get their fucking scoring systems figured out, let alone like viewership yeah. experience. Is there a chance that if people stop playing League of Legends because they're going to play Fortnite, that because they're not playing League of Legends, they're less likely to watch League of Legends esports, and thus well, Fortnite can drain League viewers that way? Well, so that's that's where I think that's why I asked what, what you were concerned about because I'm not concerned about it from an esports like versus esport perspective, but from a player base, like sure Fortnite is blowing up, it's doing great. I don't know how it's doing in other markets that aren't just like North America, but, um, you know, like league is huge in Vietnam. Now it's huge in China. It's slowing down in Korea. I haven't looked at the PC bonk stuff, but it retook overwatch and PUBG overtook it. And I think it PUBG dropped back down. Like games become huge and, and die off sometimes pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Like PUBG is, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't. Let me see which one's bigger right now. But like PUBG, Fortnite's bigger than PUBG. No, I meant between League and, and PUBG. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, PUBG is. I don't even fucking see it. There's eleven thousand people playing it, and like you know, f six months ago we were like, oh my god, PUBG is gonna take over the world. Yeah. yeah. And now it's it's one hundred and fifty thousand on Fortnite versus eleven k. Yeah. So Fortnite is eating. PUBG's lunch, and then you got freaking H1 trying to do their own pro league <laughs> as like the very, very distant third battle royale. Yeah, um, Fort, uh, H1 is like the heroes of the storm of yeah. the <laughs> right, exactly of the battle royale it's a, genre. It's actually the perfect analogy. Yeah, so I, I think you know if they do free to play well, if people enjoy that, then like a lot of people's casual, I'm going to boot this up and play a game might switch. Or more people mm -hmm. might switch from League to that, and that would be a cause for concern. But not like for the entirety of League esports, maybe just North America. Because, like I said, I don't know what the how they're performing in Asian markets. Yeah. Although, if you don't have NALCS, what do you have? You know. <laughs> it's true. All right, yeah, <clears throat> you want to start grabbing folks, Mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll test them. We'll mics. get into oh, wait, the first person I grabbed left. I think. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people do this to you. Fortnite. It's already so great because I'll just be like, oh, he left. 
It's just great whenever Mark Mark uh, is constantly battling with the viewer. I'm just like, where are the people, Mark? He's like, they just leave. They just randomly leave. I don't want to ask my question anymore. Yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about Fortnite. Ninja streaming with Drake. <laughs> Wait, what? No. No, no, Ninja's supposed to stream with Drake in the next couple days. Potentially, it's been rumored. Bitch, I only stream with T Pain. Drake's bigger. Whatever. Fury is <laughs> on the show. Where are you calling from, Fury? I'm calling from South Florida. And welcome to the show. Are you? Uh, wait, did you call in before and talk about Miami? Uh, no, I was. I honestly don't have time to go to that final. Uh, although I wish I could, but. Um, Are you going to Ultra at least? No, I'm not. <laughs> My friend who would uh, would have gone to it is up in uh, Virginia. So. Are you nice. gonna leave your house in the next six months? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> I'm gonna be moving. Oh, okay. Do you okay. work from home? Uh, no, I'm going to be moving. Uh, my job okay. starts in two months. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that well, you're moving you know, unless you're happy to move. Oh, yeah. We're all here for you, Fury. It sounds like Where you're going you through a lot. And that's that's what we're we're calling you here right now. Let's see, let you know that we're here for you. I'm moving to Denver. OK, Okay. nice. Cool. Well, in a couple months when we're doing the show and Fury calls in from Denver, I will completely forget this conversation happened. What do you want to talk about <laughs> on the show today? Yeah, I think uh, Echo Fox isn't a top two team. But yeah. we'll have a free ride into finals. Into finals. Damn, son. Okay. Wait, why, why do you think this? Yeah, so if you look at the standings right now, you have Echo Fox and Cloud9 uh, first and second, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the difference is that Echo Fox has the head-to-head first Cloud9. Mm-hmm. So even if they both 2-0, Echo Fox will get first place. Um, and then you have to look at playoff seeding which is that the first place team will play against the third place team and the sixth place team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very likely that Echo Fox can 2-0 the week. Do they uh, not reseed Mark- people? I think they do dynamic reseeding. Yeah, they now. do dynamic reseeding now. But, but either way, his point is that they'll bump into someone in semis that they can beat, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like for Clutch, for example, I think they have a very good matchup versus them. Um, so I think that with... Echo Fox securing the first seed. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is just, you know, focus on FlyQuest and 100 Thieves. Like, Echo Fox should be able to take that 2 0 um, and not mm. have to worry. So, damn. Man, their bot lane's really underrated, though. The Echo Fox yeah. bot lane? No, nah, I was trolling because that caller called in, remember? And was like, man, they're underrated. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about 100 Thieves. Yeah, Echo Fox yeah, yeah. bot lane's trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was a joke to call back to that. Yeah, Wait, sorry. Can I, I go forgotten back to about one that. thing real quick? So, how who are they? Who you think you think they're gonna face? Who in the semifinals? Hundred T, hundred T or Clutch is what he was saying. Right? Yeah, if or they Clutch. Oh, God, yeah, dude. I think they're good versus both. Man, what well, it's hard because the dynamic reseeding I think makes it so that they could potentially play against almost anyone. Yeah, but right. I think um, Clutch is all but assured to get third place as long as they one one or two zero, because Clutch has the head to head against uh, TSM. So yeah. even if TSM, you know, they're on a rampage right now, but mm-hmm. even if they 2-0, Clutch is fine to get third place. So doesn't that mean that they're most likely to fight uh, Clutch in the third place? No, because no, if... With dynamic reseeding, they get the lowest seed come semis. So it's it's much more likely oh. that they play um, TL, TSM, or 100 Thieves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think... Um, I mean that only That's helps his case though. Is that in the in a world where they? Well, well he thought they're going to play clutch. Yeah, 
And yeah, I mean, Clutch would dick dick uh, solo in a five oh, yeah, that, series. That would be absolutely brutal. And then um, first TL, I feel like I mean, Echo Fox Clutch team just fighter. beat Echo Fox this weekend. That's no, I, I. Sorry, you go. Oh no, no, I was I was just saying, you know, that's an interesting point there, Travis. <laughs> I mean, who who do you think is better, Echo Fox or um, One Hundred Thieves TL? Or clutch. Well, the big so one of the questions is who's better in a series, and I yeah. think there's a pretty good chance that like one of these other teams could be better in a series than in a best of one. Which one do you think would be best then? Because be- I, I think TSM is it, they're they could probably just run straight to the finals. Yeah, I think um, I'm worried about TSM. I'd be worried about actually clutch as well because Fevivin can match up fine versus Phoenix. Dardock's better than Lyra. Huni's better than uh, Solo, but then their bot lane's worse than the clutch gaming bot lane. So you're basically like, can Huni and Dardock carry? And we saw they couldn't quite do that. I think that game was a little bit of a a weird one because there are so many skirmishes that Echo Fox would traditionally win that they just yeah. didn't get more than one kill. So that game was was a like I wouldn't say that's going to happen every time, uh, but I would be a little worried. I think the issue is mostly just warmogs, top laners, and junglers. Like you see some really stupid yeah. champions like Jarvan rushing second item warmogs with Cinderhulk, and then every single team fight that happens is a full health team fight. So then you have these defensive supports like Braum and Tom Kench. Um, and it just makes it so that it's really hard to actually pull a meaningful team fight win. So you have these low kill fights going on and games just get pushed to late game. But I think if you were to just say against um, Fe- uh, Febivin, if you just ban three mid laners against him, I know it's not meta, but if you just ban three mid laners against Febivin, what can that team do otherwise? Pick Sai on top and then who needs <laughs> That's can't. true. I guess he'll play Draven. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, Huni has showed that he can't just play carries. He can play uh, tanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm that's, that's not good in a in a playoff if like your tank versus my tank. I mean, he'll play Trundle. Uh, he'll true. play like something else. But I don't. I still like. I'd be worried if you're giving up Sion to ban out three mid laners and Febby's good, dude. Like, he's borderline like. MVP discussion right now. Yeah, he's one of the best mids for sure right now. Yeah, so I I don't know. Also, that we didn't even talk about 100 Thieves very much. Like, Cody and Afro and Medios shit on bot lanes all the time. Ryu kind of sucks. I know of a really good AD carry on a different team that shits on bot lanes all the time. Oh, yeah? What place are they? (laughs) All I'm saying is, in a series, I think Team Liquid could take uh, Fox. But I know I'm like nervous to say that because the whole Twitch chat's just going to open up with like, oh my gosh, he's so biased or whatever. But I actually think it could happen. I I don't feel like Fox is super strong right now. I like they've definitely like this is the weakest point that they've looked to me in the split so far. But it's it's super hard to tell because like so many teams trade games and. I don't know, week to week, like three weeks ago, CLG looked like the worst team in the league. And now I'm like, damn, CLG, like teams are actually so lucky CLG probably won't make playoffs. Yeah, I think CLG making playoffs would be, um, they're, they're looking, I think, th- what what are they, 4-0 right now? 
But yeah, yeah, ever since Nick Allen's AMA, they're four and zero. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> ever since Biofrost became the shot caller, they're four and zero. That might be the more important point, but at the risk of going too far down this rabbit hole, I would just say there's legitimate reasons to be worried as Fox, like their bot lane had always been like not great statistically, and they would just pick Callista and then go even in lane with Callista, and then the top side would win. And now it's like, well, you can't do that. And people are focusing you, and tanks are better in the top lane now, so that hurts your biggest strength. But I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of ignoring Phoenix, though. I mean, all of his champions are extremely meta and extremely strong right now. Yeah, but the mid laners that he's going up against are, are really good too. So, like, I'm uh, not saying true. I'm not saying Phoenix isn't good. I think he goes toe to toe with Jensen and Febivin and Bjergsen and Pobelter. But like, you know, you can't. I don't think you can count on Phoenix. Like to carry those series he'll be good he'll have his good moments he'll have some bad moments but i don't think he's like i don't think he'll be the d difference maker in any of those best of fives that's true i really i really liked what clg did against fox this weekend where i felt like watching that game huni did his normal huni thing and he felt like he was flying but what clg was actually doing was letting him fall with style where they were just taking everything else and Huni wasn't there and then like all of a sudden like it's it's just too far gone like they just ignored him and they took all the fights 4v5 and like then they just they just won the game and I was like wow you have this you have this guy who's super fat and he has like no game impact actually because they were just playing the map better but I mean that does also give Echo Fox a legitimate game to study and look over and learn from I mean, now that I've now. given them all that information, but <laughs> yeah, Kelby, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's one thing to look over that, and it's another thing to be like, "Hey, bot lane, get better." So That's we don't, true. so we don't have to have Dardock go down there and protect your turret or whatever. But I mean, if you pick a, a support like Tom Kench or Braum, um, you can just focus on going even, maybe falling a little bit behind in bot lane, but then having a really good teamfight presence support. Like I, I think. If you're going up against a playmaking support, like, you know, Biofrost, well, he won't be in uh, the playoffs in all likelihood, but against Aphromoo, like 100 Thieves, all you do is just pick a support that can neutralize them in teamfights, neutralize the Thresh, neutralize the Bard, and then you just ban Zac against Meteos because, honestly, Meteos should have been on the OP5 last weekend. He played way better than Mike Young, but... Um, he's only looked good on Zach, so you just pick a team fight support and then focus on those team fight junglers like Zach, maybe Sejuani. Um, yeah, I mean, the concern is you pick Braum and then they pick Morgana and Caitlyn and they just push you in under your turret and then, you know, you you lose the lane gracefully and Huni's winning his lane gracefully and then you're in a neutral game, even game at 20... 20 minutes it's i mean i'm not saying like echo fox is guaranteed to lose these games i'm just saying like it's, it's, it's harder to cover up a weakness when it's like seemingly a personnel weakness versus like well why are they drafting this way kind of like yeah. thing that you you saw out of some of these other teams i mean i think um you know dardock with his he's such an amazing ganker and if they do pick a caitlin morgana lane that leaves them wide open to a you know possibly even a 4v2 5v tp play I know, um, but like you, you, you can. Oh, this is my point. You can make up all these hypothetical scenarios, but like that, you can keep going with this. You know, like oh, well, mm -hmm. you can force a five-man TP play, and it's like, and then they can maybe disengage it, or like who knows, maybe yeah. you know, now they're not playing to their top side, and that's enough to like 
That's not Echo Fox's strategy traditionally. You're already forcing them to not play their game plan. That's good. That means you're disrupting what they want to do and doing making them play what you want to do. You know, so like you yeah, start getting true. in this rabbit hole. So I, I don't want to go too far down it, but I'm just saying that like their bot lane has been enough of a problem over the past three weeks that like you should be worried. Fury, you thank you so much. First, thank you so much for the <laughs> yeah, call. I really appreciate finals. it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to Fury. As Mark goes off to get the next caller, I want to give a shout out to a couple different people. Starting with Odd One Villain Hero uh, and Y Dog1023 and Ribbon Chew, who are all fighting right now to see who I will interview at the end, along with OMG, You Ate My Cookies 5, uh, Dasliant Knight, who came on the show before and I forget how to say his name, subbed, says, I still like Echo Fox at me. So. Uh, moving on here, we got Fantasy on the show. Where are you calling from, you Fantasy? Actually, well, first off, you pronounced that correctly. That's oh, <laughs> Thank you. For a second, I thought you were going to say, first off, you pronounced that incorrectly. <laughs> no, it's just like it's supposed to be a cheap way to say Fantasy. But yeah, I'm from Kansas City, so I'm calling from the Midwest right now. Nice. Midwest caller. Sorry that you'll never get a League of Legends event. What did you yeah, want to talk about? I was going to say that. Yeah, but um, so uh, sort of off with kind of like a sentimental story. Um, I'm a really big traditional sports fan. I've been playing sports ever since I was a little kid. Um, I went to the store this weekend. I was wearing my Cloud9 jersey with a uh, St. Louis Blues hockey team hat. Told this old man, probably 70, 80 years old. Got into a very friendly conversation, five-minute conversation about hockey. He told me, you know, he'd been watching hockey since he was a little kid, saw the league grow, start. Hockey's only about 60 years old in the United States. He saw the Blues grow, now they're 51 years old. And it got me thinking... All of us right now are watching esports grow. Mm-hmm. And when we hit his age, we're going to be you know, looking at kids my age at the time and kind of even that same, same perspective. But then looking back at it, most sports, unlike hockey, but we still look at basketball or football in the States, started in college and grew a base that way before they could expand into a national sport, into a work life, because usually... Back, I think, like in the 30s and 40s, you played football in college. And after that, it, you just got to college with it. You couldn't make a living off of it. The fact that esports already has a way to make a living off of it, and then it's branching out and getting a bigger player base, I think that it will show more growth and faster, especially with people like my little brother, who all they've known is video games. And they yeah, watch man. streams and YouTube is like a big thing. So it's, just, it's a really cool thing to see. And I feel like I, I'd give it like maybe 10 years, 15 years and esports is going to be controlled whether it's league of legends or something new yeah that's cool what did you uh, was that uh, your main conversation topic for the show or did you you have something uh, else that you wanted to talk about i've had a, a few others in the past i guess if you would if, you, if you're okay with me spewing on something else no i mean uh, i'm i'm happy to talk about whatever you wanted to talk about i just wasn't sure you said first off a sentimental story so i didn't know if that was well, I think he was oh. starting the, the... Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that, that's starting that conversation. Yeah, so I mean, I think it is interesting to talk a little bit about how quickly League of Legends... Like, because a lot of people say... I think uh, Mark, Kelby, myself can probably all attest to the fact that like we're constantly talking to people who are like not really into esports, but they're interested in investing in esports, or they're doing a story about esports or whatever, and they're constantly saying things like... They ask us all the time, like, where is this? where do you think this is going to be in like five years? Where do you think this is going to be in like 10 years? Like... Hey, like, are esports real athletes? Yeah, yeah. Are is this a real sport thing? Oh, do you think this is going to kill like baseball or something? Um, and so it is like an interesting topic that I I agree a lot of people 
uh, spent a lot of time obsessing over. For me, I tend to not care as much about it because, you know, in a way it is what it is. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I could see esports ebbing and flowing over the next couple of years. Like, uh, you know, in a world where League of Legends dies and uh, the Battle Royale games can't figure it out, you know, like there's Overwatch and I don't know how much that's going to grow over the next couple of years. Like there's a chance that like we could, you could backslide a little bit, but I don't know if, I don't know if Mark and Kelby have a thought on it. I think you know uh, that I have a million thoughts. Mark, go ahead. Do you want to put out one of your million before I put out uh, my one thought? No, 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 I only go, have, go, I'm, go. A, I'm a simple minded person. Go with your one thought. Um, I think video games is a whole, like the general idea is, you wait till all the people who like that other thing die off and then the thing other thing becomes the new norm you know it's just how changes happen uh, a lot of the time and so yeah this whole generation that's growing up with video games will like watch esports a lot more and all that um but i do think the idea of there being like a single esport is probably like i, I don't i don't know if we'll, we'll ever get a world where it's like this is just the esport that people watch the most of like CSGO is probably the closest thing we've had to that, where it's like, that's just the fucking, that's esports. Like, League is the biggest one right now, but it could easily trend downwards. Um, and I do think that's a little bit weirder when you compare it to some of the other traditional sports. It's like, just based off how communities work, and like, especially communities in the real world, like, you have to play a game that you all understand. And like, a new game can come out in the, online world and everyone can download it and play it especially if it's free to play and it can spread very rapidly and then online communities allow people to come together traditional sports have a weirdly strange like advantage in the sense that like they can't change rapidly so they actually are more stable in that sense where like you're not going to invent it's like slam ball let's go all play slam ball and it's like all right let's install a bunch of fucking trampolines (laughs) into a court and it's like no you can't do that so in that way the fact that they are forced to be more rigid because they don't take place in the digital world where you can change things just with code, they are around for longer. And so it's a, it's a weird question where I think, um, you know, I think a lot of people will adopt esports moving forward and there'll always be a new shiny game. And as a, in that sense, there'll always be a new esport, and it'll be hard to do to develop anything to the level that the NFL, NBA and anything else reached because how you it's always going to be a new shiny toy in the market where it's like well it's basketball and fuck it let's just everyone play basketball i think i think you kind of classify esports into different genres where you have you get the battle royales that are popping up now you got first person shooters like uh counter-strike or even overwatch and then you have dota or even kind of moba games so looking at similarities with like basketball baseball and football for example you have your own communities just like with esports in these certain game types and what i'm trying to say is that eventually the traditional sports viewer base will die out and you'll have basically an esports viewer base whether that be you know you have your jock csgo guys where you have like the like the baseball player mobas where it goes a little bit slower or you have you know so on and so forth basically different people's play types competitive styles take with different games just like with traditional sports somebody's a little more collected might play soccer or baseball whereas more agility base would be basketball or football and you know, so on and so forth. Why do you think traditional sports viewership will die out? I, um, isn't it on the decline? It, it is. It's on a very big decline. If you look at the actual, uh, the viewership and, um, yep. I've actually worked a little bit with viewership for some sports, but, um, besides that fact, I grew up in a household where I played sports since I was four years old, all the way through high school. Um, 
and I, I loved it, but I also refereed and have co- coached some small teams and there's this level of forced aggression on the sports that my father and some other people that I've seen have and kids don't take to that very well and neither did I. And you see this very growing dislike in traditional sports by kids because not only do they get to see a bigger world now with technology, but they have video games all the time and at their fingertips and ever since they were babies. So it's just an easier for the easier way for them to fall back, just like probably sports were for older generations, a way to fall back away from the recession and all that stuff. So Kelby, uh, just an interesting fact that I, everybody always talks about this in esports. You probably heard it before, but mm-hmm. uh, the median age of the base of a baseball viewer is fifty three. Um, and for in in uh, sorry for football it's uh, forty seven, and for the NBA it's thirty seven. So. Um, obviously, you know, in a lot of cases, that might mean that it stretches like, oh, a lot of people of all ages watch NBA. But once you start mm-hmm. to get to like a 53-year-old baseball viewer being like the median age, that's, uh, it's kind of crazy. So so one other interesting note, just before we segue off the declining viewership of traditional sports, is also just due to the declining viewership of all TV. Yeah. Um, like currently Netflix has more subscribers than cable. Right, like, didn't I see a, a stat about that recently? Oh, yeah, something I'd, like honestly, that. I'd honestly believe that any day. Yeah, now. so like right now, tra- traditional sports are like, how the fuck do we monetize correctly for this stuff? Uh, and so, um, I think part of part of those numbers are due to that fact. Like NBA is not particularly violent; it's a lot of fun. Like it's doing better. Like f- baseball has concerns because it's really slow, and maybe it doesn't appeal to the current generation. And football has the health injury with like everyone getting concussions. So. Those are some other variables to consider. I would just say that I think tradition. I think you know, esports is on the rise. It'll rise, and like Travis said, I think it will go through some waves and periods. But I do have a concern of ever reaching anything quite like the NFL reached in its peak, just because like, well, Overwatch is the new hotness, but that's going to last a little while, and then this other thing will come, and then this other thing will come, and like those markets will all be like the shooter market or the RPG market or the whatever mobile game market. But there'll there'll be new things coming out like. There's now the Valor thing instead of Vainglory or whatever it is. Sorry, you go, Kelby. Oh, yeah, no, I was just... So to to riff off of directly what you were saying, I agree, and Travis and I have actually had this conversation before. I can remember where we had it as well. Um, where I think that one of the things... And I'm a huge proponent and believer in the long-term mainstream prevalence of esports, but... I think that one of the big things that will need to be overcome or that people will have to deal with and could be a hurdle is the fact that like, if I am a football fan, if I'm a baseball fan, if I'm a basketball fan, um, I used to follow traditional sports a ton all the way up through high school, super engrossed and then esports was a replacement for me. I can go back and I can watch a basketball game. I can watch a football game. I can watch whatever. And it's, I haven't lost any knowledge. It's really easy for me to still follow the game and completely get everything that's going on to the level that I understood it before. I also managed and lived with a professional League of Legends team and watched a ton of scrims and at a certain point had a really, really deep competitive understanding of the game. And I go back and I watch League of Legends now and it is such a drastically different experience. It's not just names that have changed. It's like watching the game is entirely different. With traditional sports, you do not have to be an actively engaged player in order to still get 
what I would call like an 80% plus like, you know, viewership satisfaction experience. With esports, I personally feel, at least from my standpoint, and somebody who's more interested in like, you know, the pretty robust competitive nature, like you need to be an active player of the game in order to experience it to the same degree that you would a traditional sports broadcast with the level of knowledge that you have. And as you know, life goes on and people go to school and they get jobs and stuff. You have less time to play games or you whittle it down. So you can be a traditional sports fan and follow every single traditional sport and be really actively engaged in all of them. You can't do that with esports. Like even the most dedicated esports professionals, Travis and Thorne and anybody will tell you, is that it's really hard to be an esports fan and have a really deep understanding of multiple different titles. I make a serious effort and I am really dog shit at, at most titles compared to, you know, like the experts in that scene. Whereas, you know, with like traditional sports, you can just pick up and talk with anybody, even if you haven't watched the game for a couple of years. Sorry, that was really long winded, but I think that's one of the things that esports will have to figure out along with what Mark was talking about. Um, and then the other thing is that I just don't think that traditional sports will go away. I think that baseball and football, for the reasons that Mark mentioned, have issues that will need to be addressed. And I don't know what happens to football because nobody wants their kid playing that sport anymore. But ultimately, is it still entertaining to watch? Yes. I think that a lot of the viewership decline is the same thing that we've seen and why esports is so appealing to so many people because the way that media is consumed is drastically changing, not just in the US, but across the world. Uh, television is the fucking worst. Like I go home to my parents for the holidays and like they have cable on and do you have you does anybody ever fucking watch cable anymore? It is so Is it bad. all psoriasis ads? I feel like it's, it's all it's, ads it, targeted it, to you, old people with skin. Yes. You're watching like 40% commercials. It's so bad for like ingesting programming that way. It's 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 such a terrible viewer experience and ultimately I think that so many people have transitioned to watching things online and being able to pay for content in different ways and consume it uh in ways because it's it's such a better format man um and adblock will need to be recovered but even still if you watch i never use adblock if i watch something on twitch or youtube or whatever i'm not nearly as inundated with ads as like one even the best cable broadcast you know like it's that thing is gonna die i can't wait for it to die i haven't had cable since i graduated hey fantasy high school i yep. want to thank you so much for calling in i think this is a good conversation mm -hmm. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. He didn't get a you chance. Were, you were wait, Mark, talk. come back. What? Oh, sorry. Hang on. I need to do oh, an wait. ad. An okay. ad? Yeah. Speaking of, oh. it's a great conversation. Fantasy, thank you so much. And Kelby, you're right. There is way too many ads in traditional television. But now it's time to take a break to talk about our sponsor, Omen by HP. Uh, they, by the way, make this show possible. Really appreciate them coming in. And supporting the show. If you guys are not familiar with Omen by HP, as Mark holds up a keyboard, uh, they came into the space a couple years ago and uh, really saw the value, I think, in, in competitive gaming and the audience and really supporting shows like this. Everything from a, a grassroots questionable show like this where I'm pulling Mark out from another channel so that I could stop him so we could do an ad uh, all the way up to like the big leagues like Overwatch League and, and all that stuff and sponsoring teams like CLG who will hopefully next 
split have a better showing for that sponsor but uh you know it's it's been mark, mark is doing a live this unboxing this is the most right graceful boxing yeah <laughs> she like rips it open <laughs> I, I give oh. mark showing a lot of sponsorship for or a lot of support for them uh you know i or earlier at the start of the show one of the things that i did uh because this just came in today was i unboxed this guy who is uh well very impressive 35 inch curved monitor so I'll be gaming on this you guys can check that out it's in the description of the the twitch uh, screen and all that stuff you can I'll put it into the the YouTube link as well this thing is massive and I can't wait to try it out wait am I getting one of those this thing is massive oh, and I can't is, wait to try it out it's really real exciting um, but yeah it's it's a uh, me cool. too man uh, and I'm a big fan of it and I really appreciate Owen by HP support of the show. Not only, uh, you know, do they hook me up with gear, Mark gets a keyboard, I get a monitor. Um, <laughs> and, a but they're like a white elephant. We can do. But Mark, Mark and I also, Mark and I also get paid to do this show now because they uh, they support it. So it's it's not just uh, it's not just the gear and all that stuff, but they help uh, help us spend time doing this. Mark's a very busy man. You know, he's got, like, offline stuff. He's got... I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter recently. That would probably be pretty cool for him. He's it. been playing Monster Hunter. I asked him for lunch this morning. He said, no, I gotta go get uh, go get lunch with a girlfriend. Oh, I'm probably gonna cancel lunch for tomorrow. Too. What? <laughs> Unless we do it, like, you know, like, noon. This Unless is why you... bring a monitor. This is why you don't have a monitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either way, uh, thank you so much to Owen by HP. By the way... If you if you want to help me out, if you want to help Mark out, uh, go go and hit him up on Twitter. Follow them at Omen by HP. Tweet them. Tell them you appreciate uh, their support of the show, um, and I, I that really helps us out. So thank you guys so much. I'll put their Twitter in the description on YouTube, and and uh, I'll type it out right now into Twitch chat. But again, thank you to Omen by HP for their support. Mark is now going to run off and grab the next caller. And I am going to give some long due shout outs. Comachina, by the way, at the start of the show, I said that I'd be interviewing after the show uh, live on air, whoever was the bit leader. Comachina has donated 1,500 bits several times, so now it'll be sitting at 7,500 bits. I don't know if anybody else is going to be able to break that, but if they do. Yeah, bro, I think you got enough of a lead. You can chill. Yeah, well, hey. You know, who knows? Not, it's, it's always good to see. This is an esports and chill. Yeah. You can. I mean, all I got to say is that Cambochina, just be careful. Steve watches the show. So yeah, you don't that's want to come oh, in and steal Steve it. Oh, Steve could come in and big dick at any moment. Dude. That voice that you're hearing right now is that of Khan's. Khan uh, has just joined. Khan, you've been on the show before, but remind me, where are you calling from? Uh, good old Idaho. Good old Idaho. Every time. Khan is a Twitch sub. Thank you very much for subbing. Khan, what do you want to talk about on the show today? Well, I just want to talk about how best of ones and even somewhat of like the massive patch change right before the playoffs kind of make me wonder, like I have zero idea who the top teams are Yeah. because we're in a whole different environment. You have like even like double left and some of the players now coming out and saying like we've been trying a whole bunch of stuff in scrims and that we spent a lot of this LCS season just kind of. You know, trying different things. You know, we weren't really try harding that much. And I mean, even if you look at it right now, like I'm not a CLG fan, but I feel like they're, you know, if you took just today, they could be considered the best team in NA, just given the patch and their nature. And I just, 
I feel the way best of ones and how draft centered they are and how kind of random they are. And, and also the fact that 8.5 just, you know, 8.4 and 8.5 changed the whole entire like dynamic of how the meta is. I have no idea who the number one team like teams are in this. It's cloud nine. Uh, so hundred thieves has the best. Didn't cloud nine go two this weekend? Or they, I don't know. Whenever I talk to all the, the players, I, I've asked several players this question across interviews and all of them, sometimes not even in response to this question, will just say they think Cloud9 is the best. And that's why right. I think that might be the case. So this is a tangential issue to what Khan is talking about. It's not really about best ones, but I've heard people say it a bunch of times and he vaguely referenced it about like how teams aren't super try hard in the regular season. Um, and that's fine. The teams who need to try hard are try hard. And like TSM try hard like they yeah. they were not slacking off the first six weeks that's not why they suck balls they suck balls because they had two new like 60 percent roster upheaval you know like and a lot of the regular season is giving time for teams like tsm to figure it out so i don't like people are always like man the regular season didn't matter it's like the wins necessarily might not matter all the time but like that time that they're competing in a very legitimate setting matters a lot so yeah uh that was really not what con's point was at all but i just wanted to get that off my chest good good no, job derailing the show mark my bad uh i, can't uh, I still now. think cloud nine oh. is the best no he's trying he's saying con was saying best, he doesn't the best of ones have like fucked with. yeah, 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 yeah. but also i con i'm sorry where, did you also want to have a discussion about who the best team is because i thought that was the main point. i mean i just have like we can discuss i mean i was saying like right now if we talked about the nalcs as a whole, given the best of one and how the patch changes, like I don't think you can really clarify what team is really the best. I mean, if you like I said, you look at CLG, it's hard not to say they're not the best team, you know, given you know their performance in eight point four and eight point five. Do you think CLG is the best team? They're in the running. I mean, arguably. how can you say they're, the they're not? They're on. A, <laughs> they've had really strong wins too. They're on like a four or five game win streak, and they've beaten every. They've beaten like a bunch of playoff teams. They've beaten yeah, yeah, C nine, yeah. Echo Fox, TL, uh, TL, TL. Yeah. Uh, play TSM next week. Yeah, so they, they've beaten a lot of good teams while doing that. Mark, but, do you think CLG is the best team? No, fuck no. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not saying I think they are. I just think there's a legitimate discussion, especially right, given yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. Eight point, yeah. like out of curiosity, you know, Mark, you're you know more analyst. I know Kelby's a little bit outskirts. How, what do you guys feel about like Riot severely changing a meta like mid season? Because I feel like eight point four and eight point five completely like made how teams were playing or gearing towards at the start of the split irrelevant in some ways. I can agree more with that element where I don't necessarily like big changes at the start of the season. If big changes are going to happen, I like where they did them. Like. Week five, mm -hmm. week six, so like teams yeah. have had enough time to figure out how they want to play a little bit, like so that it, they're not completely like cold turkey. Um, and then you're given a couple weeks towards the end of the season to figure it out, and then you're playing on it for playoffs. So like, I'd rather hear than like a playoff patch was like in the past they would fucking hit you with like feral flare. Here you go, like heal now does it removes healing debuff, so it's the counter to the counter to cool. itself. You're like, what the fuck did you just do to this game? Uh, and you, they, they kind of did that again, uh, but at least it's in the middle of the season. I would ideally, I don't mind when they do it sometimes when the meta sucks and it felt like for a while the meta sucked. And so some of this might've been in response to that. Um, and then teams just got better. And then 
a lot of the meta problems kind of went away. So it's, I mean, it's, I, I still think the meta problems are there. If you looked on a lot of games this weekend, they were going in the 40 to 50 minute range. Well, I think that might be a little bit more going back to the point, like teams don't know what they're doing either. Like uh, before, there was a pretty clear way to blow the game open really early, like top lane counter pick and uh, winning top side matchups and then, or you're playing GP and he eventually hits 25 minutes and he's better than the top lane counter pick matchup. Uh, and so, so like the good teams could end games quickly. And now it's more through bot lane and some teams are not readjust. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's slower too, but you would think with the changes to Baron and Elder Dragon, it's like, it, it, I don't know. What, you know what I find really exciting in the meta is is watching a team walk with five champions and a Baron buff and a fucking cannon minion and then having the audience count off shots on an inhibitor. I like that's, that. Are you saying are you being sarcastic? Yes, I'm that being sarcastic. It's like fucking people cheering for ward kills. That's boring ass shit, dude. I mean, no, that's not that's not at all the same. Yes, ward kills are like the there's no kills and so there's just like a random ward in a jungle that gets killed that's not hype this is like a team sieging a base I, like there's a complete then there's all this tension is somebody not, gonna die team fights can break at any moment because there aren't they, but they don't what happens is you just watch this canyon minion fucking siege and people sit there and they exchange and then there's there's no actual fight that happens and nobody dies and like you just lose an inhib and walk away and transit I would not like it if it was happening a year from now but for right now I think it's fun yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm, I'm sitting in the audience, and I hear everybody cheering, and it's just—it's it's fun. It's a novelty value that will quickly wear out. I think. I hope but it is—it is pretty I mean, epic as you just see like the cannon minion take those giant chunks off of the and hib, and it helps build the tension because at some point in time, like the other team needs to run out and kill the fucking uh, cannon minion. I, I understand what was there, and I'll be honest—you're seeing in a way that I'm actually not happy because I think NA teams are being stupid, but they're not building banner as much anymore. I feel like there's been a lot of games with NA I've watched where teams could just win if they built a banner and sieged. So I think it's an interesting thing that happened. Based off my understanding, it was like, banner's fucking broken, everyone do banner. And then everyone's like, well, I'm just going to keep my minion dematerializers. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to build banner then. I'll just build a better tank item. And then if you're in an even game state, there's better items than banner. Um I guess I just see every other region, especially like Korea and China, still building banner. I, th I think we, we've overcompensated. I, I would agree. But I think I understand why we've seen a decline of it. Or we're just the next level. Yeah, we can yeah. just be fucking All wrong. this money has gone straight to everybody's brain, and they're just so much smarter now because they've had all this investment into their you brain. You can buy IQ. Yes. Yeah, plus, yes. plus, if you look at Team Liquid Echo Fox, that's definitely what's team. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to add that in with the fact we have at least half less games. This on is stage. Yeah, yeah. This is our fucking year at Worlds, and all these noobs don't realize it yet because we just got all this money injected straight into our brain cells. And I got so an smart. MSI caller coming up, Kelby. I can't <laughs> wait to hear your optimism. <laughs> oh yeah, we're getting. Did, does like anybody fast. remember Rift Rivals last year when oh. we just went there and oh, yeah. we? Fucking dicked EU like some little action. Never mind. I'm not going to continue where I was going. Mike Young. Anyways. The Mike Young coming out party was Rift Rivals 2017. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I agree with what Khan's saying in principle. Best of ones makes it really hard to tell who's the best team combined yeah. with a meta Super change. Hard. I well, I I just I also think it's part of it is just the everything's changing here at the end. Maybe part of it is the meta, but I also think like TSM's finally getting their feet underneath them. CLG, like, it is impossible to say that, like, 
oh, they were secretly this good all along, but like best of ones just made it so yeah. that we couldn't tell. It's like, well, they stopped trying to go top before it was like Darshan counter pick, who he, Aurelian Soul and TF and gank top. And then they're like, how about we just win bot lane? Um, yeah. How about that? Yeah. I, so, so I, sounds sounds kind of like liquid. Yeah, I don't know what liquid's doing. Don't you uh, worry about our boys. I will but, say though that uh for sorry, one one going, last thing ahead. real quick. Um I think that best of one has made me more excited for series and playoffs because we haven't seen series up to this point. I guess. I for I'm interested because I feel like viewership it's bumped up a little, but what is that best of one, or is that because we have new orgs in like optic and things Clutch like gamers. that? Yeah, I, no, I, I think, think I think um, you're right. I don't think viewership bumps up so much from it as much as it avoids dropping when you get a shitty matchup. Whereas like sometimes it was like the alt stream or the second stream and it was like literally 15k people watching. Yeah. Less. Or less, yeah. Significantly or less. less. And yeah. that is bad. That's yeah. really bad. So like it's not so much like, man, we're back up at 200k like we were during the prime time of right. LCS as much as like, well, <laughs> you're not at 10k. How do you sell sponsors when your matches get 5k concurrence during your your shitty your, teams? Yeah. Con, what is your Discord icon? Because I've been wondering this forever. Oh, I like played D and D at one point, and like they had us put the icons of the characters. I just never changed it since then because I'm lazy. Okay. Con, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. I, I do have one last thing. Nope. All right. <laughs> Did you kick him? No, it was just I knew he's what, on all the time. Yeah, no, no, I well, what, but he's he was in the subs chat and somebody said, um, oh, Alir said to him like most pressing issue is Kelby not wearing sunglasses, and he was like, don't worry, I'm gonna address it on the show, and so I was like, I was waiting for him to try to bring it up, and I was just like, I will fucking murder him. Then that's great. Kelby left. All right, while we're going through there. Thank you, by the way, Con. I'm just messing with you. Hopefully, hopefully you don't hate me. Uh, ADK1130 subbed BlueJ1344. Uh, Skyfall3665. Nedlint. Nedlint. Posnot. Gurum. LOL. Ladder. Slider. TSP. TSP Anomaly. Uh, Real Foxy1 donated $10 and, sa and said it's for the Send Kelby to Miami Fund. Uh, and then Xflosive subbed J Miss Senpai has resubbed and Biotrace donated five dollars. Said this money is to help pay Kelby. Hashtag pay Kelby before Mark. So that's that's where we're at. That's Blue J, what? No, we should. You guys need to pay Mark. Blue J, are you Blue J thirteen forty four? Yes, I am. Well, thank you for the sub that I literally just read out while you were joining the show. Um, oh, didn't notice. Yeah, I yeah, know. Well, I'm sure you were talking, to Mark. Either way, the point yep. is, where, where are you calling from? Uh, Kitchener, Ontario. Kitchener, Canada. Ontario. Oh, we got a Canadian. Mm-hmm. What hey. did you want to talk about? Uh, I honestly just want to talk about if NA fans should be worried about who will rep us at MSI. Oh, this is the MSI caller that Mark was mentioning. Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> because honestly, like, I just, I look at the top teams and I can't really feel good about any of them, to be honest. I guess Echo Fox has been kind of slipping lately. Cloud9 doesn't look as clean as they did mid-season. Well, I guess at the start of season two. Neither of them are look very clean. And then after that, it's like, well, wait. We're not going to have Clutch Gaming rep us at MSI, right? Like, 
Solo doesn't even know how to play the game. So, oh, God. Just can, kidding. <laughs> can I say why you don't need to be worried? Okay, yeah, sure. So this is what's going to happen, all right? If you'll recall, a couple years ago, one Destin team from North America went to MSI, and they got second place, okay? Mm -hmm. All we need to have happen is for <laughs> TSM to lose and for CLG to get in, winning their tiebreaker, make a playoff run because you have faith in the system. You trust Tony. You don't want to fire him like an idiot. Like <laughs> that was all the these funniest kids shit. On their subreddit. You have belief. You know that you can't lose once Nick Allen does an M an AMA on your sub and you just, you roll. Straight God, I love bracket, that answer. You go to MSI, you big dick on EU because all their talent comes to NA anyway. And the, the greatest thing about it we won't even have any of those EU scrubs repping our teams. We'll do it with pure NA talent plus, you know. Man, we could do it with one champion. Catalogic Gaming in the soul. Twitch chat right now is saying the profit and spamming CLG votes. So <laughs> <laughs> they're not sponsoring uh, this show, just, just so in case anybody. No bias. In case your CLG fanfic doesn't work out, like, are you concerned about any other teams? Oh, we'll get, we'll get destroyed. If it's not sealed, <laughs> for sure. No faith in TSM. That they, I have I have faith out. in Cloud9. No, 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 I don't I, know if I'm I have just, faith I'm in just, TSM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do, what I mean, because TSM has, TSM has a lot of EU players on it, so I think we'll be really good. That's a three-fifths EU <laughs> team, you know what I mean? And that's, that's like the best bot lane from EU and the best mid laner from EU. So well, you just have a, like a top and a He's and NA a now, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's NA, but, you know. All right, I think that TSM is going to beat C9 in the finals, which is unfortunate because I think if C9 went to MSI, we would do much better. So then why are they going to beat like, him in the finals? Because that's always how this shit goes. Yeah. TSM beat, wins domestically, <laughs> and then, like, what, who was it? Somebody I know, I think it's Taylor, always tweets, like, CLG would have won this event every time TSM goes to an international <laughs> event and then flops out. It's like a reminder that CLG would have won this. Uh, but, no, I, th I think TSM seems to be able to win domestically. They don't seem to be able to win internationally, which is very unfortunate for us because MSI, you only get to send one team. So whenever they beat everybody domestically and then we send them and. Inevitably, we all end up disappointed and angry, and then a TSM Legends episode comes out with, like, the fall or disappointment or, you know, the Suicidal end. tendencies. <laughs> I don't know about that. But. Whoa, getting real dark here. Yeah. Um, so, what yeah. What about any of the new orgs? Clutch and 100 Thieves. I mean, that's the funny thing. Like, I actually do. I love <laughs> the idea of us sending Clutch to MSI because like all the NA fans their brains would just explode they'd be like we didn't even know this was a team in the NALCS and now they're representing us internationally what the hell is going on I just think that would be very funny is uh, team Snickers oh yeah they're eliminated from playoff yeah Snickers never is out oh. uh, I personally am a little nervous about who represents this MSI I think like best bets are once again probably still TSM and C9 uh, just because I'm concerned about Echo Fox's stability based off what we've seen the last couple weeks. C9 hasn't looked much better. I'm really concerned about Licorice's team fighting. I don't think it looks very good, on especially like if he's playing tanks or something. Uh, TSM looks all right. And then I if, if it's not going to be TSM, 
to represent us, even though they might still lose, I would probably take uh, one of the new teams. I'd rather see Clutcher. There's zero mention of TL in here. You guys are... Travis, you especially should be fucking disgusted with yourself. OPTSM fan, by the way, says, Kelby would love it if Clutch brought their social media guy, who I met in person. <laughs> Kelby was very very critical of their social media if guy you, for person. If you ever want to have... Actually, never mind. I'm not going to say that. I'll get back to it. You keep, the amount of times that Kelby self-censors halfway through a sentence on the show... I'm surprised you'd stop. You're not getting paid. Like He, d- he made a very savage tweet to job. Noah Winston earlier and then deleted it. <laughs> Oh, I saw that too. Yeah, he said like, like whoa, um, whoa, I don't know what you guys are talking about. So Kel I said Oh, Kelby's making his triumphant return tonight on the show. Noah said, Is it really triumphant? And then Kelby said something like more triumphant than your LCS application or something like that. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the opposite of your LCS application. Oh, the opposite of your LCS low, application. Low blow, dude. And then Kelby okay, quickly Noah deleted I, it. I messaged Noah on the side. I just had to let him know that I have that Twitter reply game, but you know, I didn't I didn't want to flame him like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not even creative. Fuck you, Mark. I'm just saying like... I thought it was good. It's a trump card you can play whenever, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wants to fire shots at me, you know? Come on. Back to MSI. Does any of this matter because the entire thing's going to be taking place at the the EU LCS studio? I want to know what you have to say about Team Liquid, Travis. What are TL shots? Yeah, you're about to go there. Oh, was I? No, Kelby was trying to get me to go there. I think Team Liquid's a boring topic for this. Like... I do not think that they're going to make it to uh, the event. They've they seem clip, to have an identity crisis. And tweet at t- Peter right now. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Don't please don't. Because I actually have no, no. We're going to tweet something else at, at Peter later on tonight. Trust oh, really? me. Just just hold off. I've been. Hey, okay. it's actually hold hilarious hold. you brought that up because I have a whole thing. But oh, Dev, I didn't know. No, no. You'll see. You'll see when it gets there. Um, but no, I just, yeah, I think Team Liquid has an identity crisis. They can't figure out what they want to be, and I don't think that they're going to figure it out in time. So. Um, again, I still think Cloud9 is going to... I think Cloud9 is going to look really great, and then they'll lose in some dramatic fashion to TSM in the finals, and then TSM will just go bluster out, and it'll just be like... Is it? But if... Um, who oh. was the caller earlier? Whoa. What happened? Was it Furry earlier who was talking about how potentially it could be Cloud9 and TSM on the same side of the bracket, though, for semis? Uh, I mean, anything anything can happen right now. It's all okay. up in the air. Like, because Cloud and I might not even get a buy. They're one game ahead of Clutch, and they've been losing games. So, right. Okay. Uh, at this point, like anything's still possible. Yeah. 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 For sure. I have a quick question, if you guys don't mind. We Go have quick answers. Okay. So, by the sounds of things, Travis and Mark, I don't know about you, Kelly, but from the sound of things, that you guys were okay with TSM repping. Um. However, do you guys still feel that way if, like, before this week? Like, they just won two games. Sorry, what was your brings... your question is we're okay with TSM I guess my what? question is, would you guys still feel comfortable with TSM repping us if it was before this weekend just happened? Or did this weekend change a whole lot? I personally would always like to have big talent on big stages. Players who've played in big matches and have international experience. Yeah, that's fair. I would say... Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is pending how people look in playoffs because, like, part of my assumption is TSM will be good in playoffs because it'll be a best of five environment and then they'll play better. It wasn't really influenced by this week as much, though the win over C9 was nice. I already started believing in Sven and Mithy when they started, like, taking turrets 2v2 with 
Ezreal Braum and stuff like that. So okay, I, I had started believing in them a little bit ago. That's why I predicted them to beat C9. I just, I don't think that they were ever a question. Did we ever, th- I mean, I don't know how you guys think, but I didn't think there was ever a question that they would eventually become a solid bot lane. I think the question was all on Mike Young. And if, if we're now convinced that Mike Young can perform, then like, yeah, I'd say it's 10 TSM. That'd be wicked. It was also about if their bot lane was good so much as would it synergize with their team because they were kind of getting blasted when they were, there were, there were some clear synergy problems between the bot lane and the rest of the team. Yeah. Uh, so there was a world where I, I didn't think TSM ever worked out, but I never sold my TSM stock. I just said they were bad when they were clearly bad, but I wasn't like, oh, they can't get better. Like, yeah, I, okay. thought, I thought Golden Guardians wasn't going to get better, but they got a lot better. Yeah, holy shit, eh? Yeah. Nice okay. A. Nice strong A thrown in there. Oh, I got to throw them in, man. I'm doing that on purpose. <laughs> Blue Jay, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Take care. Thanks, yeah. dude. All right, Mark. Before you before you leave, I'll I'll just t- talk about the double F campaign now, right? Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, try and save yourself, Travis. Hello, viewers. As of right now, my Twitch d- dashboard says there are one thousand one hundred fifty eight of you guys watching right now. Unfortunately, this is in stark contrast to a statement made by a close personal friend of mine recently. So I, as many people have requested. Uh, or suggested, I requested uh, Doublelift to come officially on this show. Doublelift said, no one watches this show. And so he declined the invite. So he thinks you guys are no one. I would love to have Mark, me, Kelby, and Doublelift all on the show in the future doing talking. I think it'd be really fun. We get callers in. Doublelift and Kelby used to work together. They're close friends. I think that'd be great. But again, like Doublelift seems to think... There is no one that watches the show. So what I would love is if all of you, if you have a Twitter account, do this. If not, make a Twitter account make because I need all you guys to tweet at Doublelift. What is it? At TL Doublelift? Yeah, at, at TL, TL Doublelift and just say TL Doublelift. I'm typing it on Twitch chat right now. Hey, you pull up, pull I up, watch Hotline League. Just just tweet, hey, I watch Hotline League at Doublelift, please. And just... If you're watching the VOD, do it. Just keep... Because he does not think anybody watches the show. And maybe maybe nobody does. I, maybe I'm wrong. But I, I this is just a test. We can te- check you know, on Twitter to see if Yeah, maybe it would get posted it. to Reddit. And then a Reddit mob would take it down once they realized I said this. But you know, maybe that would help too. Yeah, just it would be great if everybody could tweet at TLWF. Yeah, there's a, a Twitter link right there. Just just because, again, like, I think he's confused um, because I, I feel like people watch this show. Do you think people watch this show, Kelby? Yes, Travis. I do think that people watch this show. OK, good. <laughs> well, let's that's find- how I sell esports, by the way, on my calls. Let's find out. Um, all right. <laughs> all the, everybody's spamming the bot emote now in chat because yeah. everyone's just bots. All right. I, I tweeted um, at Travis. We can, I yeah. tweeted him too. We can move on. Oh, do you, did you tweet him? Yeah, I guilt tripped him with the best friend. Yeah, thing. I told him not to come on. Oh, really? <laughs> Mark told him not to come on? Uh, Mark tweeted, hey, Hotline League is not a good show. I advise you not to come on. Very good. All right. Uh, I can't lie, man. All right. You can't make me lie. Yeah. Uh, should I get the next guy? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, let me go ahead. I have some more shout outs to give. And by the way, I, again, at the start of the show, I said I'd interview whoever gave the most bits after the show is done. Camo China is now how his name is pronounced. And apparently I said it wrong, but I, he's so far ahead of everybody. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to take him on, but maybe someone will. Luna Bubble D Tuna has subbed. Kyle Flames has subbed. Girlish Menace and Ruby C. What were you going to say, Kelby? How much has he donated? Uh, 7,500 bits. So that's like 75 bucks? Yeah, in USD. So if I donated $100, <laughs> you would interview me for how long about the chain smokers? Yeah, so I I said five minutes, but if it gets weird, I reserve the right to, to hang up on the call. Whoa, whoa. But as whoa. long as you don't make it weird, we're good. All right. Fortunately, well, these were the same terms we I gave Monty last couple stuff. weeks, and it didn't work out. Biotrace well, is on the show. Wait, Biotrace. Did you see the Monty tweet? Biotrace, Trace, oh, I don't know. Biotrace, it's did fun. you, what, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Spring Arbor, Michigan. And is that close to Ann Arbor? Uh, it's, I'm about an hour, 45 minutes west of Ann Arbor. Okay. That's so funny that, sorry to interrupt this. Yeah. What, Just what's so funny? Well, it's because Spring Arbor, Ann Arbor, you know, in Michigan. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I'm dumb. Continue. Biotrace, what do you want to talk about? So so everyone is talking about how crazy it will be if TSM doesn't make finals. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous to think that um, it's would be just that we can expect TSM to just make finals again. Because after all of the franchising and the changing up of the teams, everything is so different and the league is just structurally different enough that I don't think that we can really make that kind of argument because I mean, if we're looking at the, like the top players in the league, like we can talk about Bjergsen, Jensen, power of evil, Pobelter, Febovin, Phoenix, all being like top mid laners now, as opposed to being Jensen and Bjergsen and maybe uh Pobelter. Like there's so many more great players in the league now that I don't think it's fair for us to expect TSM to be like the, um, to be in the finals. I think that it, it's a, I think uh, that it's silly. Same thing with CLG. Like if they don't make playoffs, I mean, we are so many good talent in the league now that I think that it would be insane to suggest that that's just outlandish or crazier, um, that it's something detrimental to their organizations. So wait, sorry. The, I had your statement was that it's weird to say, it's weird to assume that TSM can make finals. And it sounds, but it also sounds like you're saying it's weird to think that CLG can't make playoffs. So I think I it's think, go ahead, Mark. No, you go ahead. All right. So I'm thinking that it's ridiculous because everyone's putting all this emphasis on what if TSM doesn't make finals or what if TSM doesn't make playoffs. And I think that that's misplaced. I don't think we should be, I don't think that that should be a discussion because they're, uh, it's a completely different team in a completely different league. I mean, we have four new teams in the league, two of which are doing fantastic. I mean, I, I think it's silly to suggest that um, that we can assume that the NALCS is the same NALCS as it was before franchising. Uh, so we talk about all this new talent coming in the league. Didn't TSM acquire a lot of it? Yeah. Like, and yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so something that's never happened in history shouldn't be talked about when it's like leading up to that potentially uh 
Right, because it's a completely different league. I think that it's because there's so much more new talent, including Zaven and Mithy, uh, I, I think that like we can't discount that they should be a good team. Um, but I'm saying that because of all the other talent also coming into the league, that it wouldn't be outlandish for TSM not make finals. Oh, you're saying no one should be surprised if TSM doesn't make finals. Yeah, there's there's so much good talent. I it, like if it's an I mean, Echo Fox is slumping right now and I don't think they'll make it in. Uh, but uh, if, you know, it's a um, if it's a clutch gaming C9 final, I, I don't think anyone should be surprised because they're both fantastic teams. Like, well, so C9 C9 is you can't really make the argument like C9 making it to finals is almost as commonplace as TSM making it to finals. Um, right. But the clutch thing, like, I think people should be surprised because, quite frankly, like none of these teams existed just more than three months ago. So sure to have yeah. somebody come up, build a team and then three months, like make it so that TS, uh, you know, cause a situation where TSM for the first time ever isn't in finals. I think that that is pretty, that would be pretty surprising to me. Yeah. I okay. think, if, I think it's fair to say it would be surprising if TSM didn't make finals. Uh, you know, I'm not saying like, it's mind blowing that they wouldn't make it, but just that, Hey, they were the best team in NA for the last two years. They're the first team to win three splits in a row. Uh, they switched out their bot lane for the best bot lane in Europe and in the West, arguably. And then they brought in one of the hottest young junglers in, in NA. Like why would this team not be hyped up and expected to continue to do well? Just because other teams got Febivin and Power of Evil with stuff, I don't know. That that seems weird to me. I, I expect yeah. them to do well. They they always yeah, do well. I mean, I, I like I said, I think that like there's so much talent in uh, North America that um, it's almost like we have a brand new LCS. And so I guess for me, it's like we're starting fresh. We're starting over, even though some of the teams have been around for longer than others. Uh, I mean. It, yeah, but you can, for, you can look at where for, the talent's concentrated. Like, who has more talent, arguably, than TSM? Maybe Team Liquid, which is why people expected those two teams to be the first two. Yeah, maybe C9. I mean, I think that, like, the, the question marks around Licorice are the similar question marks that are around uh, Mike Young. Like, mm -hmm. uh, how's he going to do as he comes in and stuff like that? I, I, I think that there's... Uh, because there is so many question marks around the league that... Uh, at least for me, it's it wouldn't surprise me or I, I don't expect TSM to like because like last year, I mean, I could like last spring, I could expect TSM to make it to every single finals. But coming in this year, coming into this summer, it there's a there's a much better chance that they don't. And I think that that sometimes goes um uh, like untalked about or undiscussed is how good the rest of the league is now compared to the level of what TSM was last year, uh, last splits. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. Kelby, do you have a thought? Yeah. Do you want to share I, it with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the show? I've, I've been letting you guys go. Uh, my thought is that there have been 10 NALCS finals so far. And uh, there has been one team that has appeared in every single NALCS final so far. Um, that team is TSM. There's also been one team that has won 
as many finals as the second uh, place team has appeared in finals, and that is TSM. They've won six out of ten finals. Um, they have this guy on their team called Bjergsen. Uh, he's won a couple split MVPs. He's a Wait. pretty good player. Uh, Wait, who's Bjergsen? I haven't heard of him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh yeah. he's like a former EU player that wanted to get popularity hey. and maximized <laughs> his career, so he left his dog shit region and he oh, came God. to the big region <laughs> where the big boys play and everybody gets upgraded and they make the most of their life. Yeah, so he he did that move. He set the trend, <laughs> he made the stage. Um and yeah, so I, I'm just kind of I was I was doing a lot of joking and stuff before, but for me, um, like when a team has been that consistent over this many years, and they still have those, you know, they still have that guy in place, Bjergsen and Reggie, um, until it is disproven. Like kind of like my thoughts on SKT, right? In like World Finals, I was like, I will not believe that SKT can get knocked out of World Finals until I see it happen. Like I just would not bet against them. And until I see it happen with TSM, I will not bet against them reaching a final. You know what I mean? I think that they sure. they just like they get this buff that's too strong, and they still have the pieces as a part of that organization, uh, you know, that that enable them to get there. Yeah, and they did it with a bunch of rosters too. There's the Dyrus yeah. special Reggie one. There's the Bjergsen one with like Lost Boy and Turtle. There's the Bjergsen one with Double Lift, and now Mark- there's about to be the Bjergsen one with Sven. Not only have they done it with a bunch of different rosters, they've done it with every roster. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, oh, um, Markish wants you to know that uh, the Zephyr guy was back in chat. So if you wanted his topic, I, he's there. I don't even remember but, what his topic was. Oh, see, he was probably the first, the first person who you lost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah anyways, that's... That's all I had, but Kelby, make sure you get your five bucks from me. Don't let Travis steal it from you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like he stole my Wii U? I, oh, damn. I was like, I gave it back and then I remembered. Final Trace, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, you coming on the show. Uh, yeah, thank was, you guys. Love the show. Yeah, thank you. What's that Thanks, story dude. about? Travis told it at the top of the show how I fucking, I fucked up and I missed our meeting. Oh, oh. Okay, I thought it was the stealing of it. Well, it's a little bit of both. He's had it for like a year now. I'm going to get the next person. (sighs) It's tense. 100 Super Jumps has subbed. Bar2586 has subbed. Hawkeye Rar has subbed. RazGrizzTP has subbed. Hotz has subbed. Crazy Hotz. Yeah, he's got a, a Z and then two S's. Crazy eight with a K has subbed. Thirty six zero with a zero at the end and seven zero. Poro Satan size Google size Google Subbed. I think people sometimes make these names just to make me struggle. Okay. LL Smacks, Ix Spiritus Sexi and Containerly D. A big fan of Containerly D has subbed. Vapo is here. Vapo, where are you calling from? Hey, what's up, Travis? Um, I'm from New Jersey, but I'm currently in the Dominican Republic. Oh, in oh, the Dominican dope. Republic, nice. What are you in Dominican for vacation? No, actually, my parent, my me, and my mom's Dominican. I'm studying over here, um, college. Nice, very nice. cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show today? Well, 
actually, I want to talk about Rainover and CLG. Um, I've been following Rainover ever since uh, Fnatic and all the 18-0 stuff they did at Europe. And uh, right now, the all the hoony effect that's been over around um, Dardic and all that stuff. And I've been thinking, if with all that happened last year with Rainover and TL, if CLG don't make playoffs this year, if they don't go like at least semis, I really think people are going to start to catch up that Rainover maybe is not the best jungle in the league or maybe a good jungle in the league. And um, he'll career will be probably over and he'll start like falling into lower tiers of teams and stuff. And yeah, I really like the guy. I'm really scared for him. It's an interesting question. I've, I feel like Rainover might be on the piglet path. Yeah, and I'm really scared for him. So I was talking with some people, and up until like the most recent uptick with Rainover and the rest of CLG, it was like, who's the worst jungler in NA? And it was like Onda, and it's like, okay, so who's the second worst? And it's like, probably Rainover. Damn, dude. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, then I had the question, I was talking with somebody else, who's the worst import in NA? And it was like, oh, well, probably Fly. And then who was the second worst? And it's like, Probably rain over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thing yeah, is, also in that regards to like cost efficiency too. I can't imagine fly costing. Oh god, yeah. That is. Yeah, but if we go to cost efficiency, we're also talking about impact. That you know, that's a gross amount of money for somebody that's not making that well. I definitely yeah, think yeah, impact is doing a lot more for TL than Rainover is doing for CLG. Right. That's and, true, yeah. and money is not a th is not a thing to Steve. You know how like we take for granted oxygen or like in the U.S. <laughs> we have, like fresh drinking water and stuff. Like That's Steve money. is just like money. Oh yeah, other people care about that, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say I don't think he's done after this split though, because CLG has looked good enough with this iteration that like maybe they give it another shot. Not to mention, who else do you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Bring back yeah, Omar God. The God himself. Him. He's in Academy, right? Is yeah. he on their Academy team? Yeah, he's on yeah. their Academy team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a couple Academy junglers who look all right, but like Onda didn't look good, and he was supposed to be one of the new hot hot young rookies coming in. And Nero so, is in the chat right now getting very defensive about Rainover, by the way. Do yeah. not flame Rainover. Yeah, and Nero is Echo no, Fox's coach for this. I really love Rainover. Like, he seems like a really nice guy and all this and everything. And actually, I think he's a really good jungler. But the thing is, he I don't know. He's just not having it. I would say he is one of the most intelligent junglers in the league. And I've never said otherwise. And his pathing is amazing. That's why he has, like, the highest XP differential. I don't know if that's still true. He's fantastic. PVE jungler is how I've always said it, but as soon as you make him like start doing engages and stuff like that, like he he'll he'll like get kills off ganks from like being in the right place at the right time. But then you'll watch how he plays them, and you're like, what the, what the fuck was that? And like same with engages and team fights, just like hitting the wrong button and like flashing in place and stuff like that. It's it's painful to watch sometimes. I mean, yeah, but was it Rangar his pocket pick or something? If we're talking about like 2015, 2016, yeah. But then he like played it watch... after a rework. Yeah. 
Well, if you watch his Rengar on TL, it was booty hole. He would like yeah. be on top of an AD carry, he can double Q to kill them, and then he would flash. Like I watched a game where he literally lost his team the game when he had both backline members gonna get hit with the double Q AOE thing and just flashed out and used his his empowered proc on W. Yeah, that's, yeah, and it was true. like, okay, he doesn't he's lost it. Mark, At least who, that's how it looked. Who would you rather have on a team right now, a KD and a Rainover? Uh Without, mm, knowing, without knowing their personalities, uh, I can't say. Because I know Rainover is a really nice kid. And I don't mean personalities like uh, as people outside the game. I mean like how they work in a team environment. So like I know Rainover is a really nice guy. I know he's probably pretty easy to work with. Um, Acadian has looked better this split than Rainover for a large portion of it. Panero says, by the way, in reference to what you were saying earlier, Mark, uh, Rainover played like that when everyone was calling him the best. People just don't know what makes a jungler good. You, you, you cut out. I don't know what you said. Sorry, sorry. Um, Panero said in chat that in response to what you were saying about Rainover's play style, that Rainover played like that when everyone was calling him the best. People just don't know what makes him a good jungler, IMO. Would rather have that good pathing jungler who can PVE than the me only fight me only gank jungler. Yeah, I think it depends what your team needs too. Like, CLG needed a leader. They needed a playmaker. They needed a lot of stuff. And Rainover's just not that fucking guy. And that's what yeah. TL needed. And he wasn't that fucking guy. And now that Biofrost is that fucking guy, like Rainover's starting to look good again. Yeah. So yeah, they actually I think look Anero good. Are on the same page. Yeah. No, Anero says flaming Mark. By the way, I disagree yeah. with him yeah. completely. Oh, I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, I think if your team just needs someone who's like gonna be ahead in jungle and like control an early game which is like what he was for huni because huni just generates pressure like i actually feel like Rainover would maybe be a good jungler on this current version of echo fox too but like if you need him to like go win you the game he's not that guy i don't think yeah while we're on the topic of clg we haven't really talked about this yet but it is one of the biggest stories mark and kelby do you guys think I I am a big Biofrost? I don't want to say fan, but like I really like that guy, and I think he yeah. is one of the like best. I I think he is like a shining rookie for LCS. Like not, I know he's not technically a rookie right now, but right, like he's part of the most recent generation. Like he came in the league whenever Acadian and Moon and a lot of those other guys came in. I was worried a little bit whenever he went to CLG and things started to fall off. But if he becomes ends up becoming like the captain and like similar to like what Smoothie is for Cloud9, I'm really excited about that. So I don't know, Mark, how much do you think like the narrative is and when you talk to CLG, like what happened? They say, well, we decided to have Biofrost be the shot caller. Uh, I don't know, Mark and Kelby, if you have a thought on this, but I'm just kind of interested in your take on that whole situation. I think that it's really impressive how much knowledge Peter was able to pass along <laughs> oh young Vincent God. in that period of time to build him into the leader that he's become. Peter still, after leaving the org, contributing back to CLG. Old CLG fans still love that guy. Yeah, that much like he contributed <laughs> back to them. Never mind. Go for it. When he lost the final? Is that what you were going to say? No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Just, we'll just Jesus. move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, what was the actual question? 
he was saying what do you, how much do you attribute to CLG's turnaround to like Biofrost basically? I think it's the oh I was I already gave a meme answer. Never mind, give a serious answer, Mark. <laughs> do you have a serious answer you want to give too, or am I? Uh, I mean I'm not a part of the team dynamics, but obviously like uh in conversations that I've had, like everybody seems to think that like yeah it's Biofrost shot calling. Uh, wait, Travis, do you think Nick would get angry if? I said, like Nick said, like Biofrost shot calling. He wouldn't get angry. No, a bunch of us have talked about Bio, like Biofrost talked about it in the interview I, I did okay, with Okay, cool. Yeah, they, yeah, they've, I, they've I had don't... a fair amount of public messaging that yeah. they basically okay. were like, yeah, well, shit was going really bad. And so we just decided, hey, Biofrost, why don't you try shot calling? And then things went really good. So. It was also, I'm sorry. It was also reflected in the in the in, uh, the voice. No, oh, the mic check they do in the LCS stuff. Yeah, like Biofrost was screaming his ass off. Nice. Yeah, so I think I th it's hard to know exactly who led the conversations and stuff, and like how much of it was Zix because they also completely changed their playstyle. Like I said, where they went from like picking these like really like, and you can hold that part against Zix too. I'm not saying like if you're gonna take the good, you need to take the bad. So, yes, they had really weird drafts and they were not playing well. Um, and then they've picked Oriana in a tank like fucking five games in a row. They don't let Darshan like counterpick everything. And then they don't pick a roaming mid to like try and snowball topside. They completely changed their game plan. So, yes, a large part of that is Biofrost because now he's like, come down here and gank for me, probably, and shit like that, as well as telling the team how to play out the mid and late game. But uh, I, I would say. Uh, he probably deserves the majority of their turnarounds credit. Do you guys know how incredibly difficult it is to, to have such a drastic change from week to week mid season in LCS where you just like, like you're talking about Mark changing the play style. And then also like I've been managing teams when we were like, we need to do something different with shot calling. You know, we, we change things. Mm -hmm. We're going to have this person shot call. We're going to like lead this role change. It's really hard. The fact that Bio has done such a good job and on such a short, you know, like one week turnaround, essentially from when they had the AMA made that decision or, you know, whatever happened behind the scenes and then come out on LCS week is like pretty incredible. Super dope. Should not be understated. Cool. I just wanted to bring that up because I, I felt it was worth talking about. And sometimes we, we just skip past stuff because maybe we don't grab the right color or something. It doesn't bring it up. Uh, Vapo, thank you so much for calling in. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, dude. Bye-bye. Moving on. By the way, shout out to Mellow Jello 100 who just broke the record, set or set the record, 10,000 bits for the channel, overtaking Camo China as the bit leader. I'll be interviewing whoever's the bit leader after the show. But uh, there's no way anybody could beat him, right, Travis? No, I don't. I don't think so, Kelby. Unless it was you trying to get me to talk about the chain smokers with you. Hydron three L has subbed, and Mister Fanatic seven have subbed. We got Noah on the show. Noah, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm calling from uh, Valdosta, Georgia. You're calling from Georgia? Yeah, Valdosta. Okay, I turned you up. Maybe you can turn yourself up a little bit more too. Okay, hold on. Let me try. I will admit Mike that for a short time, I thought you were Noah Winston. That you, I was, I was so excited that you that were Noah. Well, I'm excited. I'm still excited, Kelly, because yeah, we're going to talk to Noah from Georgia. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm equally <laughs> excited for this Noah too. But. Yes, exactly. I could tell in the tone of your voice. A little less, maybe a little less excited. Is fair to say. Yeah, Noah. Listen, Noah. I don't want. 
I'm sorry that my guests are are making you feel you know unwelcome. I am super That's excited to have guest. you here. That's my guest. Yo. That's my. I am not a guest. I was it's talk, okay. talking about. Uh, for, and by the I, way, I'm, Noah Winston, for what's worth, not a Twitch subscriber, and you are. So you are a more valuable human being than Noah Winston. What would you Ooh. like to talk about on the show today, Noah? Um, I was wondering how, uh, like, North America has often been called, like, stacked in terms of jungle talent. Like, we have Spinscaren, X Smithy, uh, Mike Young, uh, Dardock, in a way. Uh, like, we hear all about all these, like, good junglers, but we don't have, like, a clear top-tier list of junglers. And um, I feel like a lot of the teams blame their jungler. Like, you always see it about Spinscaren, but, like, you all see Rain over, too. Um, are these guys good junglers and just uh, being scapegoated, or... Like what's going on, and obviously, who's the best jungle jungler? Who do you want on your team, like sought after? The best jungler. So Dardock was looking really hot until recently. I would still say he's been all right. Like uh, the game that they lost to, fuck, who they just lose to? Clutch. Clutch? It, yeah, it was like he got the first two turrets of the game with jungle pressure. Had a massive like CS and XP lead over. Uh, Lyra and then like they had a 3k gold lead going into 20 minutes or whatever it was and they just couldn't actually like get the good fights and maybe his engages were off more because he was on Sejuani instead of Zach or something like I still think he's the best performing jungler this split but jungle is the role that is most dependent on team uh, in terms of how you look like Sven Skarin 2016 spring looked like hot fucking garbage just dying all the time on that yellow star team and then 2016 summer, it was Biofrost, and now they have a game plan of, like, camp bottom lane and, like, get priority mid with Bjergsen and four-man bot lane, and he looks fucking amazing and is the best jungler in NA, arguably. So I think it's, like, pretty team-dependent, which is why you have a hard time making a clear list. Cop in chat says, Xsmithy's the best. He's just on a bad team. Cop's, uh, Cop, do you want to call in? <laughs> Cop never wants to call in. Him, Tony, all these people are always coming to the Twitch chat. They voice their opinions. They criticize people. Then they don't want to call in. Either way. Uh, so uh, somebody else says Levi is the answer, by the way. Uh, I think Levi is going to have a lot of communication issues coming in. Uh, I think yeah, that's clearly what's going to happen. If you watch Academy, it's already the case. Like he's, he's clearly good. He's clearly not ready for LCS exactly yet. Yeah. Give it two years. He might be able to talk, and then maybe he'll be like, in a like you know how they get washed when they come to NA like rain over that's a that's a little far two two years is a little much uh but I would uh, say I, I also don't think jungler is like that stacked either like when I think about stacked roles I actually think mid and 80 carry yeah because like I don't even know who's like actually really bad like high statistically is really bad but he supposedly brings a bunch of other stuff so it's hard to criticize him Turtle might be your worst AD carry, maybe definitely like, but those guys are still putting up decent numbers. It's really hard to say who's bad. Like Arrow's putting up some bad numbers, but he's also with Lemon and he looks good in team fights. Cop might be worst in a carry. Ooh, AD carry. Come on, man, he's just a viewer now. Didn't you hear? Didn't you see him say that? Oh, holy shit! By the way, Mellow Jello just overtook Camo. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how that happened. You were in the you were in the other channel when it happened. All right, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you got very excited about that. Oh yeah, I just looked up and I saw it. And yeah. I was like, oh shit! 
Uh, See, anyways, it's getting it's adding excitement and tension to the show. That's why I did it, not for the money. Noah, uh, Noah wants to know about junglers, though. Junglers, though. Mark, who would you pick up if you could draft any jungler for your team? Who would it be? And and I guess Probably your answer is gonna be like, well, it depends on the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah a I think bit. I, I think Smithy's really good too. But I would probably take Smithy just because I feel like he's very stable and can play some different styles. But like, I, I don't think it jungles that stack with Onda, Rainover, Lyra. Smithy's getting old, and some other people. Well, old age doesn't matter for a jungler, dude. Yeah, say that to Saint jungle, Vicious. Yeah, I think jungle. Uh, it's not too as mechanically intense as the lane, so you don't get like the age fall off like you do in mechanically intensive roles. Smithy has like the I feel like he has the work ethic and the maturity to be able to efficiently improve his game over time like someone towards the level of Dardock might be too hot-headed to realize his own mistakes where Xmithy could what about Lyra because last uh, year when we were doing League Weekly Mark you loved Lyra yeah I don't love him as much anymore <laughs> and that happens you know sometimes in relationships you know, you just, you kind of fall out, you know? Sometimes the dude looks like a fucking god. And then he uh, leaves you sometimes. outside an office building for an hour and without answering your calls or text messages. Does that mean that you used to consider Kelby a fucking god? I That's just, what I took from I him. loved him more than I, I loved him more than, more, <laughs> I loved him more than than I do now, I think is my point. Kelby sounds almost as bad as my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, oh, he's, he's not great, Noah. I'll tell you that much. Um... I All right, I Noah. Noah once. Any Kelby? I don't know if you have any thoughts on the jungle topic. Uh, no, I don't have anything. Mark has all the answers. Okay. <laughs> hey, there's Brittany. Hi, Brittany. All right. Um, let's uh let's wrap this up. Noah, anything else you want to add to the call? You guys are the best content about League of Legends. Thank uh, you. I just want you guys to know that. Thank I you. I watch your guys' podcast first. Oh, thanks. Who do you watch second? Um, I don't. I think I watch like League Cast, but it's just because I've run out of Hotline League to watch. Okay, gotcha. Thanks so do much. You watch, uh, oh, good. Do you watch the countdown? No. Does it wow. have you in it? Yeah. Okay, I will this. watch it. It's the first thirty minutes of the LCS broadcast. This Look up about. this Saturday oh. and Sundays. It's pretty good. Sunday in particular is really fun. This coming one, or you mean the one that just passed? No, the the Sunday that just happened. Okay, uh, was, was good, I think. Yeah, the Reddit was giving it a lot of love. Is it uh, is it in podcast form, or do I have to watch? Oh the video? no, yeah, you should watch it visually. It's not a podcast show. I don't know why Mark brought it up. It's the first thirty minutes of the LCS podcast. podcast. Am I? Did I miss something? He said I, you no, guys are my favorite podcast. Content. Yeah, I thought he said content. Oh well, what'd you I, say, I mean, Noah? He said he watches said, this podcast first. Well, let Noah answer. The He's question. an old man, Travis. Noah, what what did you say? You, the um, Hotline League is your favorite what? It's my favorite uh, podcast, but Travis and Mark are like my favorite League of Legends content. I deliver pizza, and while I'm on deliveries, I listen to Hotline League. Nice. Are you delivering pizza right now? I wish. Who you do you did? deliver for? Domino's. Oh, hey, that was my dude. No. Right. All right. Noah. I really liked you, but man, you need to quit Domino's and work Kelby for having snooty ass pizza for wearing hut, pizza. Pizza Hut is better than Domino's, in my opinion. Pizza I don't know hut if Domino's. Honey Sriracha, and that's it, and everything else sucks. Well, $10 dinner box, Mark. Are you fucking kidding me? I actually it don't know the what that is. Then you can't talk. You don't know. You're I order from Fresh Brothers. They're a really nice local Los Angeles chain. 
That's fine. But if you're going to do a chain stuff. No, I thank yeah. you for your service to our country. Best silver skin. <laughs> I'll cut you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a great way. That's awesome. That's Ed. All right. Uh, was, yeah, looks I like just we... imagine being like, fuck yes, dude, finally. Yeah. This is the silver skin I was waiting for. <laughs> He's like, I've, I've not been able to identify with any of the other skins or champions ever in this game. You know, like yeah. there's all the hulked out people. There's these hot women. I just want to be a pizza delivery character, you know? Now I finally can be. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Platypus, who subbed. Justin P14, who says that Mark Chester, SOTL Dasu, Ulti subbed, yeah. and so did Zane Starkiller. Thank you so much. And Mark has saved the best for last, everyone, because we've got, for the third time, returning caller to the show, Twitch subscriber extraordinaire, straight from Europe itself, Davidson's on the show. How's it going, Davidson? Traitor? Your own Swede. Yes. Is this the Benedict Arnold? Yes, the the traitor to Europe. Uh, Davidson, <laughs> what do you want to talk about on the show today? Oh, Benedict Arnold did it backwards, didn't he? It, he worked. He wanted to work. For yeah, one. he would be European Benedict Arnold. Or England, yeah. The, this is not a history show. Uh, what okay. do you want to talk about, Davidson? So I want to talk about how the NLCS will be peaking this year, and uh, without big changes, it won't. Uh, be able to compete in with the uh, ELCS uh, in the long run. He was a triple agent, everyone. We thought that he was on the side of NA. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to explain myself uh, okay. a little bit more. Okay. So, personally, I think, I still think that EU is a shithole in some ways, but if uh, they do the, uh, the business side correctly, they can grow uh, in uh, franchising. The next year, mm -hmm. and uh, then the uh, EU players want will have the uh, uh, the need to go to NA, yeah. and I think that's kind of scary for NA. So with peaking this year, that's what I mean with that. They have uh, a lot of EU players, <laughs> so they can do well at Worlds and MSI. So your argument is that long term. NA should be concerned for EU because EU is, after all this time, going to figure out how to do the business side? Yep. Okay. But what if what about the opposite argument, where NA just magically finds talent? But that won't happen. But well, that's, that's, I could say that's, the yeah. exact same thing. But yeah, that's, that's so true, though, but, but it will okay, never so happen. Sure, sure. But let There's me, no possibility. So why do you think that this is the year that EU figures out how to get players to be more engaging, to get them to create more content, to do better on the monetization. I think it's because franchising is coming to, next year. To remove all the regional budget problems yeah. that exist we'll with not having like a centralized market like US has to tap into. And before we get too far down that rabbit hole as well, when NA moved to franchising, the base salary became 75K for the year as opposed to 30, which it was, I believe. Um, and yet nobody basically gets paid the base salary. Uh, everyone is way, way above that. Romain did some interview. I think he hit the front page where he's like, yeah, the average salary is 300 K. Uh, so I don't know if franchising and an increased minimum salary gets you to NA's salaries. Yeah, I get, I see that, but I just think that, uh, uh in 2019, if the ELCS, I don't know if they are public with it yet, if they uh, franchise ELCS, I think 
they will go uh, more locally and mm -hmm. try and uh, uh, branch out in that way. I hope that players will kind of draw from their uh, uh, nationalities and try and get a base uh, from countries so we can have a little bit more of... Uh... Because when you involve countries, you have like your own identity. You can uh, use that uh, uh, to incentivize uh, uh, fans to buy stuff and watch uh, content, even if it's not that good and you have a crappy accent like I do. I like your accent. Thanks. Hey, but I still think that uh, NLCS have a huge advantage in that. Uh, you can just see that 100 Thieves, like, I'm just totally sold on 100 Thieves. That's my favorite team. I've never liked another team. I'm a huge fangirl fan right now of them. What makes you a fangirl? Is it Nade Shot? I, ha I haven't even heard about that dude <laughs> for like five mon months ago. And I just loved him straight away. You could just see that he's just a genuine good person. That's true. I don't know. Travis, you love talking about how shitty Europe is. That's almost your favorite topic. Do you think franchising will allow them to hold on to their talent that's not on G2? Well, actually, no, that doesn't even apply anymore, right? Well, it's complicated because even in a world where we have financial parity with Europe, America is still the best country in the world, so they're going to want to come here, I think. God damn. I would Travis, agree in certain that you're, you're smarter than I give you credit for sometimes, you know? <laughs> um, no, I mean, okay. It is true that currently right now NA has a huge advantage where you can just make way more money. <laughs> I love it when chat catches up to a big statement I make because right now people are just spamming USA. Um, uh, I think that that will start to go away. Uh, the the financial gap will close, especially because I I, I actually kind of hope it goes away because I think right now, NA players are paid way too much. Yeah, yeah. so that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is I think I think if the gap closes, it's not gonna be because like EU starts printing money. It's gonna be because like NA realizes they should not be printing money. Well, I do think I think you are gonna lose. Like, imagine a world where the bottom four uh, EU teams, in terms of like financial situation, get replaced with like really big sports excuse me sports organizations um not to mention the fact that by the way i i believe there are probably a lot of people who did not get into the na franchise that will probably try to pick up eu franchise so you'll have na owners why trying to get in uh because they want to be a part of it i think they want the money that they think na has yeah i mean i i've just so heard rumor hard. i've heard rumors that like People that got rejected for NA franchising are going to apply for EU franchising. And I don't think that, I think other people have said this publicly, so I don't think I'm okay. the first one saying it, but like it's definitely happening. I don't know if those guys are going to get in or not, but there are definitely NA uh, in, in entities, North American entities that want to have a team, didn't get North America, so they're going to try to go to Europe. Just make them all fucking soccer teams so we Man. can have the NBA versus soccer. Yeah. Yeah. I think. They really should move the LSS studio to London, so um, the Premier League teams. I don't think that's uh, going to happen at all. With uh, I mean, not that I'm an expert on European politics, but I think with the Brexit stuff, the chances because it's going to be so hard to get visas and all that shit. I think it's going to be a lot harder. Um, but I and if you could just tell that 
uh, I, I don't think I don't think that's true at all. Maybe, because, maybe. I mean, I'm an ignorant uh, American yeah, talking no, about European know, politics. They can, like you go a hard bargain for a couple of years, but it won't be like the uh, United States. Yeah, I don't know. I just I also uh, riot does not riot seems to focus a lot on Germany and a lot on France, and I think that there's probably a reason. Yeah. Why? Which is, and I th- I expect that's because of visa issues or financial issues or whatever. Yeah, I mean, didn't sausages? Wasn't <laughs> there an issue getting whenever Riot did? Yeah, remember Gambit had a hard time getting into London. Oh yeah, yeah. With their yeah, team, oh, yeah. whenever all that happened. Yeah, like I do think that yeah. that the UK <laughs> probably has more cra- crazier challenges than Germany or, or France. Um, Shouldn't they just move to Sweden then? Everyone is they, allowed here. Yeah, Sweden fucking owns. I would I like that. Uh, oh, they did Stockholm, right? I love I love Sweden. Yeah. I would love to yeah. go there more frequently. But uh, Travis, you see the thing posted in uh, the Discord under General? The people watch Hotline League changed my mind. What? Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah, tweet that one. Yeah. Um, either way, <laughs> you very much derailed this. Sorry, uh, uh, Sweden, high taxes and shit. Yeah, that's um, true. Wait, oh, you want to go it, that path? <laughs> well, I don't know much about Sweden. I just, isn't it uh, high taxes? The funny thing is that we don't even have, like, you you may you may think, like, we have, like, 50, 15% extra taxes or something like you do uh, overall. Well, your we social don't even, services are much better, right? Wait. Yeah, we we can have everything we want. We just pay like maybe seven point five percent more taxes on average. Like it's it's hella uh, little, especially for middle class uh, citizens. Guys, I'm, I'm not is saying, this like, the conversation we're having on Hotline League? Oh right yeah, now? sorry. All right, we're extending uh, the show for another hour. Mark and Davidson are going to discuss U.S. <laughs> Sweden inequality. I was just saying, I don't know how it applies to players who play video games for a living and don't want to live in that country. Yeah. I don't know what that shit means. Uh, you think yeah, players think, have any Germany conscious has, uh, knowledge of tax rates and how, pro players no, probably aren't even Riot fucking paying does. taxes. I think Riot <laughs> Games has knowledge of that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, where did we go from? Oh, yes. Is is North America? Yes, I do think to some extent North America's advantage in importing players will decrease. That's fine. We'll just get them from Korea instead. I, f- I think there's uh, more aspects to it as well because uh, if, uh, how do you pronounce it? Vi- Vietnam? Yeah. The Vietnamese server has uh, become its own now. And I think... Um, that would well, grow. That's a whole new crop of talent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think they could they could do what they did to EU, and they would just continue to continue to do that in the up and coming uh, regions until it just depletes and they just fall on grace rip. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts before we say goodbye to Davidson? No. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Davidson. <laughs> really appreciate you calling in, as always. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. See you. Thanks, dude. So, I like that guy a lot. Ju- I like him, too. I'm sorry it's good having him on. Um, he always, always felt so self-conscious about his accent, but it always, always works out. A uh, little update here. Doublelift has said 
to Calby tweeted at him and said, Hey, my best friend, it would be really cool if you came on Hotline League with us sometime. And Peter replied and said, Only because you ask it, buddy. When is it? So maybe he'll come on. We'll let you all know. Uh, but. Fuck Peter. All right. Let's. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> let's wrap up the show. Uh, bold. Oh! Oh! OPTSM Boom. fan has now take overtaken Mellow Jello 100. We're gonna go. We're gonna go for. I need he to wrap up the show, low, and we'll go for a couple soon, minutes, and I'll I'll do a countdown timer, and then we'll interview whoever whoever comes on. But thank you to OPTSM fan for overtaking Mellow Jello. Mellow Jello just <laughs> I had to allow it, but uh, it got auto censored. Mellow Jello typed it all caps, motherfucker. So. <laughs> Please don't don't let go yet. We're gonna wind down the show, but I'll be doing an interview with whoever ends up uh, donating the most bits or hitting up the how most many, bits. How many bits are a, a or how much is a dollar? I guess uh, it's a 100, 100, 100 bits so is a U.S. dollar. One hundred twenty bucks that OPD Damn. Yeah. donated. Yeah. So oh, Tranmobile just uh, hit the sub as well. Uh, hey, Me- Brian. Mellow Jello just hit uh, hit another five thousand bits. So uh, now you know number Brian, one, right? we're gonna we're gonna wrap the yeah. show while this is happening. Well, not you. I was asking Travis. Yeah, Travis. I think it's Brian. Yeah, you work with him, right, Kelby? Or you used to at least? Be yeah, in he used company. to work with me at Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Brian, dude. Brian's super chill. Brian's awesome. Um. All right. While this is still going on, Mark, what do you got going on this week? Ah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Last week I lied and I said I'd probably put out a blame game. Maybe that's two weeks ago. And I'll lie again this week. Yeah, there's some blame game shit coming out, guys. Totally. Follow my YouTube channel that hasn't posted in weeks slash months. Because uh, it's definitely coming this week. And uh, follow my Twitter for the same reasons. Because I tweet very important things about League of Legends. No offline content. No... Blame game. Uh, offline TV should post. It's also been a long time since offline. TV yeah, that's my point. You're like, it's it's like, what does Mark even do? He does the show. He does the offline TV content should be on the way. There no. should be one this week for sure. Lock it in just like you can lock in the blame game. No Zell or Mark content. I'm real busy, man. Real busy guy. Kelby, what do you got? Are we doing shout outs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, as you guys know, this week. Are you fucking stupid? Of course I'm shouting out the chain smokers. You guys oh are God. so stupid. Why would you actually believe that anything else would be worth this time? Everything that they did from 2012 to 2016 was just so fire. So many great remixes, original songs, the best shows I've ever been to. Their Ultra 2016 performance is the best set I've ever seen in my entire life. They decided to move on and make pop music. We're all really sad about it. But you know what? As artists, they get to choose the kind of music that they want to pursue and make. And that's totally fine. It's not what I'm into. They're finding a lot of success. I still really appreciate everything that they did in that time era. Thank you guys so much. Please unblock me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask because they still you didn't care that you got blocked on Twitter because you don't like their music anymore. What if they start making EDM again, man? And I just ask them then. 
How am I going to ask them? They have me blocked on Twitter. Well, you just fucking did it right here. You got a thousand people watching. Yeah, Alex Drew, you guys watch Hotline League, right? I meant that you can do the, the double lift thing. If they ever make I, good music again, in your opinion, just do what Travis did with double lift and have them all yeah. tweet at Chain Smokers to unblock. Say this is a plat. Hotline League is a community. It's a platform from which we can they are affect a tool social change. To acquire money. <laughs> We I only use did. this power for good, for improving the world, whether it's getting double lift on the show, getting chain smokers to unblock Kelby. This is a show where we we affect change and you guys are all part of it. We're all the machine that will bring forth a new world. I actually did have an alternative shout out, but I decided last minute that. Well, what's the other shout out? Because now I'm curious. Uh, So... The film director, Terrence Malick, uh, is somebody that I think is probably not somebody that a lot of people watch, but recently I've mean? been... So he Just makes... names real quick. Tree of Life, Song to Song, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Night of Cups, Fucking Thin Red Line. Start smoking weed here first yeah, time yeah, no, so recently. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, like, he's probably the most accessible and commercially successful like pretty straight arty film directors that's working right now and i think that he has some some really good stuff that's not for everybody but if you want something that is super highly like visually and like sensory simulating and also kind of a more of a spiritual experience i spiritual experience i would suggest checking out tree of life and then if you like that and you want to go even more artsy you do knight of cups uh, like he, I just really, really like Terrence Malick right now. Have you watched Annihilation? Yeah. What'd you think of that? No spoilers. Um, what'd you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. No spoilers. Oh, no, no spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no spoilers. Um, so I like they're, they're pretty different films, but I like Ex Machina a lot more. Alex Garland's yep. film before it. Yeah. Um, like they're so. Uh, my favorite movie reviewer, um, yourmoviesucks.org has a quick review on it that pretty much exactly mirrors my opinions. Like, there's a lot of things about that film that I really like, and there's some things about that film that I'm just, like, didn't like at all and thought were kind of shitty. So it's okay. a, like a hate-love relationship. But I, those are the kind of movies that I like to see get made, and I yeah. will always financially support because it's not going to do super well at the box office, but it's so different than, like, all the other cookie-cutter bullshit that gets put out there. That's fine. I'm looking forward to Avengers. Sometimes you want something that's going to stimulate you more than just like, oh, wow, here's another, you know, two hour action scene where every single dramatic scene is footnoted by some comedic relief, which is everything that Disney produces now in Star Wars and the Marvel comic universe. So, uh, yeah, I would say my thoughts on it were I liked it. And then there was some the, the stuff, you know, the ending and then, yeah, yeah. I Counter-logic didn't really Gaming like officially then, would like to know what about before sunrise? Well, how about you let me finish my fucking point, Counter Logic Gaming? Uh, and then I went home and I read more about it. And I hate reading movie reviewers because it feels like they're all trying to write an English thesis that made me dislike the movie more. And then someone just wrote like a really plain one, mm-hmm. and it made me like the movie a little bit better. So in the I end, would- I think I'm, I think I'm just like it's all, it was all right. I, but like you said, I appreciate that that movie got made over. Some other stuff. Counter Logic made, made the capital D 
face where it's like <laughs> I'm sorry. They did not expect, you just insulted an entire esports organization, Mark. Good best of I luck with us ever getting Biofrost back on the show. <laughs> oh shit. <my> God. <laughs> what about before sunrise to answer CLG's question? I don't think I, I don't think I've watched it. I've seen the whole trilogy. It's a it's a really good trip. No, it's uh I forget the director's name, but he did Before Sunrise, after blah blah whatever. It's a trilogy of films with uh, Ethan Hawke and Link later. Yeah, yeah, Ethan Hawke and um, what's his face? I can't remember. Or what's her face? I can't remember. But um, yeah, they're good. Kelby, you should go watch. Uh, there's oh, a... he did a Scanner Darkly. Oh, he did Boyhood. Yeah. Oh, he did Waking Life. Kelby. Yeah, Richard. There's a Go YouTube ahead. channel, I forget the name of it, that's uh, that did a documentary called Dicks. And it's about if you like directors that are assholes on set and like if you need to be this. And he like went and interviewed a bunch of different people, including one director. I forget who's like, I don't think that they're any like your, your crazy artsy fartsy people, but you would probably probably enjoy it. I think it, it was actually really mm. well done. All right. For me, my shoutouts at the end of the show, um, you can hit up my Patreon. Actually, if you just go to traviscaffer.com slash support, that's got a bunch of links to different ways you can help me, including ways that don't cost money, like just following me on Instagram or whatever. Um, again, if you haven't tweeted to a double lift to tell him to come on the show, please do. Uh, because We already he, won that battle. No, no, no. He we? said he can't make it right now because he's at dinner with Parth. And so, you know, ending the discussion of if he was going to come on. So we need to... We need to reignite it. Wait, uh, I thought what he's at dinner with Parth right now. It's not like we were trying to get double if right now, right? Like, yeah, I'm just I'm not sure that he's Peter and I both know Parth or Kelby Monday. and I both know Peter. Hit that Twitter interaction does not mean that he's going to come on the show. We need to keep pushing. Always keep we, pushing. We can reevaluate next week as well. Next up, I'm going to be at South by Southwest. I'm going to be in Austin this week. Uh, if you see me there, if you're there, say hi. I love Austin. I love everybody there. It's pretty cool. I'm going to try and make a vlog out of the trip. I uh, want to also really quickly give a shout out to uh, <laughs> Burnt Cooter, who subbed <laughs> Stumpy Nugget, uh, Lagunas for coming in at the Tier 3. T-Rex and Dodiris for gifting a, a sub to Joe Mama eleven ninety nine. Thanks everyone for watching. Wait, is that the pronunciation? What? Dodiris? That's how I always say. I thought it was Daddy Riss or something. Yeah. I mean, I know. I don't know why. I just thought it was more emphasis on the dad than the Dyrus part. Thanks everyone for watching. Stick around. I'm going to do an interview with a stranger. <laughs>